Lainey is coming home in a couple of days. This is the last <clears throat> guaranteed Lainey-free episode. It is. It is. Um, she will be back. There's nothing anybody can do about that. No, honestly, I, I actually like Trust me, her. I've tried. I miss her a lot right now. Like, I'm actually at maximum Lainey missing capacity. Aww. I do too. I, like, I don't know. Don't tell her, but I actually do miss her a lot. Um, that having been said, I'm pretty sure I miss her so much because she isn't here. And once she's back, once you're going to be like, back, wait, is ugh, that how that works? I will remember what it's like with her around. And then I probably will, um, be like, so you're headed to school in a few weeks, right? <laughs> so you're going to be gone soon again, right? Which she is headed to school in a few weeks. Um, but she probably Ooh. will be back with enough time to, Maybe come and be our special Lainey guest for at least one episode before she's, before off to she's again. gone, Aww. which I think is a good use of Lane. <laughs> <laughs> just have her on occasionally, yeah. just occasional Lane. Uh, <laughs> no, like we actually are really looking forward to having her back. Like all joking aside, yeah, <laughs> she's she's a sweetie pie, and we miss her. And um, yeah, pretty good kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to argue for a second. I, I, I feel like there was... <sighs> Jensen just like opened her mouth and sat there for a good five seconds and we're both just waiting expectantly. Like, what, what are you going to say? What is it? <laughs> and then what she said was kind of a burp, I think. <laughs> I, it's, you know, I don't feel like I actually had anything I wanted to say, but it's nice to know that I command this much power that you will just sit there and stare at me while I just burp into the microphone. <laughs> you just have to look like you have something important to say. <laughs> and everyone will just be like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he taught me to command a room with my voice. Grace us with your wise words. <laughs> <laughs> I have both of your your um, birthday games. Oh. Now I just need to figure out what I'm going to okay. do for Okay, well, we'll wait in suspense until the end. Because yeah, I know. That's not <clears throat> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so our topic today is going to be director's cuts. Woo! This comes off the heels of some exciting video game news, which is that Death Stranding is going to be the first game ever to get a director's cut. Is that right? It feels like it. I doubt it. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> I really doubt it. I it haven't. sounds better. Let's go with that. <laughs> I've never heard of a director's cut of a video game ever. But it's Death Stranding and now goes to Tsushima. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I thought I'd never heard of a steelbook version of a game until a couple years ago. And then I remembered that Kim had one growing up, Halo 2. Yeah, actually, so I, I don't know. It I could just that be that we're just, it, it was like the, the last director's cut video game or the, the first one that came out was so under the radar that no one really even realized that that yeah. might be a weird thing. Mm. But this one's not under the radar. This one was very much mm-hmm. in the radar. And we're going to talk about why in a second. But first, let's discuss what games we've been playing. Woo-hoo. So I'll go first. I'm going to try to be quick because I don't know that I have a ton to say yet because I am an interesting point in each of these. Uh, I've been playing more Returnal. Uh, I started off kind of unsure about it and then I was almost like ready to drop it 
And I'm glad that I stuck with it because I ended up having a lot of fun as I worked my way through the second and third areas. And um, this game is really, really fun. It's really cool. I like the combat a lot. The only problem I'm having with it is just that I'm not very good at it. Like, that's what it comes down to. Uh, if I was a better I gamer, this. <laughs> if I was a better gamer, I would be having more fun with this game. All of the non-fun that I have when I play this game is just because I'm bad. Most of the time when I'm playing it, I am having a blast. The moment when I'm not having a blast is when I die because I'm not very good. It has gotten better now that you can fly, though, right? I'm talking about Returnal. thought you were talking about control <laughs> i'm talking about returnal <laughs> control i'm really good at the problem with control is that it's badly designed <laughs> elsa has Blast issues with me. control i'm having some issues Blast with control. <laughs> i really like control a lot i like the characters i like the style i like the story i think it's interesting my biggest problem with control is that i have spent most of my time playing it going back and forth between the map and where i'm standing and going wait where is it wait is it over uh, here wait is it over here yeah. that is me playing control most of the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part was frustrating. <laughs> Once I figure out where to go, I'm fine. When but I, I've, I'm like having to look for Reddit where, like, like my Reddit searches for this game are like, control, where's this person? Control, where is this? Control, how do I find this? And there's always 20 other people that are like, oh, yeah, I was looking around for that for ages. And it's like every yeah. single step of every mission. I thought that the challenge of this was going to be trying to figure out the weird puzzles. So far, they've been fine. Very intuitive. <laughs> mm -hmm. The weird puzzles are great. But just trying to use that map to figure out where I'm supposed to go next has been a nightmare. The map was very hard to understand, but I feel like once I understood it, it was smooth sailing the rest of the game. And I feel like the whole game got a lot easier once I could fly. Yeah, I can fly now. And but that I'm is nice. But I'm confused because the reason why I thought you were talking about control is because you, you think I'm bad at control, but I'm doing yes, fine I think at you're it. bad at control and I think you're good at Returnal. Every time I watch you play Returnal, you're like decimating all these groups of enemies. You look like you're doing so well. And every time I watch you play Control, I'm like, oh, she's having some trouble. Let me tell you something about <laughs> let me tell you something about Returnal. Those maps, impeccable. Where I'm supposed to go, never have to question it. I always know. It's really, really easy <laughs> to figure that part of it out. So I can go ahead and be bad at the gameplay. Once you put me where I need to be in Returnal, I'm fine. Can I'm I talking purely <laughs> about the combat. You yes, look like you're here. great at the combat in Returnal. <laughs> And well, when doing... I watch you do the combat and, and control, you look like you've turned on the one-hit kill. I have turned on the one-hit kill. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm so That's good an it. option? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what the? <laughs> I Man. turned on the one-hit kill because after you start going back and forth on the map for two mm. hours, you keep running into the same respawning enemies over and over again, and it gets a little tedious. <laughs> you do know about fast traveling, right? Yeah, okay. it hasn't helped. <laughs> okay, I was like, no, it, it hasn't helped uh... because it'll be like, like for example, uh, the most one of the most recent times when I did, I think I spent about a half an hour searching for this guy. Mm. It's like talk to this NPC, and I was like, okay, so I follow the little maps, and I'm like, great, that's awesome. There's a there's a there's a little spawn point like I can fast travel to the exact room where this NPC is that's perfect so I go there there's one NPC standing there and I can't talk to them 
<laughs> so I start looking for the NPC who I'm supposed to talk to. I think I spent about, yeah, like a half hour or 40 minutes looking for the NPC oh, in no. the same room <laughs> where I had been transported automatically so that I could have a conversation with them and continue the storyline. Oh, no. <laughs> and it turns out they weren't in that room. They weren't in the room where the map was telling me to go to find them. They were in a room next to it. And it was not, and I like, I guessed that. I guessed that because I looked around the room. that? I pointed it. You said, I don't know where this guy is. And I walked in and said, he's up there. Yeah, because I remembered the portion of the game. Because you played it before. I found him really quickly too. I was exploring, looking for things. The reason, hey, that's that dude. The reason that I say that I guessed it, that I guessed it would be one of the rooms adjacent to it is because I landed in the room, looked around, saw one NPC, went to talk to them, saw that I couldn't, and then and walked around for 20 minutes and then said, Jensen, where's this and guy? And I pointed checked to him. every adjacent room to find them all empty <laughs> and then said, okay, Jensen, I can't find this NPC. And then you remembered where they were. <laughs> <laughs> and where were they? Are they in the room where you appear? Where they're it tells you to go? They're directly Are, above it in the control room. They're directly above it in a different room. <laughs> the problem is the map is flat. If you could yeah. rotate the map, it would make the <laughs> whole thing easier. It would make it so I much easier. I think that's easier. the biggest problem with the map and control is just that it's, it's flat and it's so hard to tell the levels of everything. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that would that's a big that makes a big difference because that's one of the things that's nice about Returnal is it has a slight like it's not quite three-dimensional, but it's three-dimensional enough that you can figure out what level you're supposed to be yeah. on and there are multiple levels. And like, that makes the maps in Returnal order. like, yeah. honestly, the maps in Returnal are so good. Mm -hmm. Like you can, uh, you can intuitively figure out what all of the marks mean and how to get around any given area. Just like, I, I, didn't, I, I don't even know how I learned how because it was so intuitive. I just looked at the map and understood. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to kind of figure out what direction <laughs> to go on the maps in yeah. control. I kind of have to wonder, though. So <clears throat> the oldest house, um, the, the secret building that you're in, mm -hmm. is supposed to be confusing. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if they made the map crappy on purpose that was actually <laughs> my theory that i would was, hope that that's why <laughs> that was that was originally my theory actually i was like well maybe it's supposed to make me feel like i don't know where i'm going mm. because it's supposed to be this um impossible space and if that's what they're going for that is a very very cool idea and i have suggestions about how they could have executed it in a way that didn't make me want to rip my own head off and throw it at the screen <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, that's fair. for example, if you wanted to, if you really wanted to frustrate me, they'd probably have to like tone the algorithm down so this doesn't happen as often when you're like doing something timed or trying to follow a very specific main storyline track. But I would suggest it would be kind of fun if the map legitimately just changed sometimes. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. I, like, I don't know. I think there's other things that they could It'd have done. It would be cool if the map, like, sections if of the map changed around, but the only thing that never changed is the, the fast travel points. Yeah. yeah. Like, they were always in the same room, but mm -hmm. then that where that room is located would change. That'd be kind of <clears throat> interesting. Yeah. I think they do it at, like, the very beginning, as soon as you walk in. Yeah. yeah. And then but I don't think it happens after that. Yeah. The other thing that I think would have been really helpful is that they, like, have big sections of the map just, like, scribble 
scribbled over in black so you can't see them. I think that maybe instead of just making it look like somebody attacked it with magic marker, they could have they could have like labeled certain rooms like level six clearance mm-hmm. and turned them red oh, or something. Oh, that would like, have been helpful. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, like there's definitely because there's like, definitely they could have even had it that it doesn't show up until you get there and then you see the door mm-hmm. and then it shows on the map level six clearance. And yeah, like, it's like okay, for example, so now I can remember forever that the reason why I haven't been able to go over there is because I don't have the right clearance. Yeah, mm. which which what that would have saved me approximately an hour and a half the other day mm-hmm. when I was trying to get into BlackRock processing and couldn't oh figure out why gosh. I couldn't get in there. And that, it was because I didn't have the right clearance level. That area is a nightmare. Yeah. And it doesn't <laughs> say on your list of like things to do, oh, you need to go get this clearance level. It just says go here. Mm-hmm. And I can't because yeah. I don't have the right clearance level. And it took me <laughs> ages to figure out that that's why I wasn't able to get into that area because I was actually like physically barred from it yeah. in the game and that I needed to find level uh, clearance first. But if they don't want to put that as a step on the mission of like, oh, you need to get this level clearance before you can go there. All they had to do was have it labeled on the map red, you know, level five clearance. Mm-hmm. You can't go here until you get that. And then I would have looked at that and been like, well, I'm supposed to go there, but I don't have this yet. So I better figure out how to get this. And then I would have understood. Instead, I was just trying to trick my way into the area for Mm -hmm. like an hour and a half, wondering if I was supposed to get the ability to fly first because I knew that was a thing. I'd seen you both flying at some point. (laughs) And I was like, I see that there's a walkway up there that I'm fairly certain connects to this. If I could get up there and I tried all kinds of weird stuff. I actually feel like at one point I almost glitched my way into it just because I was jumping off of high stuff and trying to sprint (laughs) over to it and I like nearly made it. And I don't know what would have happened if I'd succeeded, but uh, I wasn't going to waste any more time on it because it was taking so long to just figure out what I was supposed to do next. But anyway... The the I, it might sound like I'm complaining about it a lot because I am, but this is literally <laughs> the only problem I have with the game. Yeah, like everything else about it, I think is pretty impeccable. Mm-hmm. I like the silly cheesy video <laughs> cutscenes. Yeah, I I've gotten <laughs> to the so point good. where I actually like her talking to the board constantly. Uh-huh. Like at first I was like this feels gimmicky, but it's grown on me a lot. <laughs> right, and like I like the way that the characters are all living their own little individual weirdness. It's very Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, the best stuff, I don't think you've gotten to the best stuff. My favorite stuff is when you find the objects that you have to like disable that are all weird, like the mirror and the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And Oh, I found stuff. the fridge already. Okay. I, I fixed the fridge. Uh, that I, was weird. Can I yeah. complain Poor about Phillip. the refrigerator boss for a second? Yeah. That thing was impossible. That that one was frustrating. I I... It's the one where it, it knocks the floor out, right? Yeah. You know, when I beat it, I died at the exact same time, but <gasps> no. it still counted it. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, it was funny, though. We both died at the same time, and I was like, are you kidding me? And then she just like got back and was like, oh, okay, I fixed the fridge. And I was like, oh, my God. The fridge was really, I thought the fridge was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really cool. That, it that reminds me a little the bit. The mirror of... was probably my favorite, though. The yes. mirror and the anchor. I loved the anchor. I know mm. that fight was that fight was rough, and I had to do it several times, but I loved the anchor. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, there was so actually good. something I was going to bring up. I'm trying to remember what it's <clears throat> called. It's called, oh, yeah, the, the SCP. Have you guys heard of this? So Ash oh, from... Special... Ash. 
something contain see yeah something containment yeah isn't that like a site like an actual game like its own game maybe i don't know but it's a it's a wiki um the scp foundation okay yeah. uh, so ash from playstation access talked about this in a recent let's play she just kind of mentioned it offhandedly while they were playing Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard of this before. It's basically an extended creepypasta. So, like, it's this great big wiki, and it all um, focuses on this institution, the SCP Foundation. And I can't remember what SCP stands for. What is going on? That, that was the mail slot. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why does your mail slot sound like somebody is trying to attack your yeah, house? It sounds yeah. like someone's breaking yeah, in. Yeah, it took a while to get used to. <laughs> okay. That was alarming. Um, So SCP's foundation. So it's basically, it's supposed to be this secret government facility where they basically take care of like stuff like that, like objects of power, but they don't call them that. They call them SCPs and it stands for something and I can't remember what it stands for. Um, But they're usually these different types of cryptids like um, and creatures and weird objects. Like I seem to remember there's one that's like a piece of paper that writing just sort of appears on it randomly Mm. and it will prophesy things about your life or it will start telling you random (laughs) anecdotes in history or it will like suddenly you know blueprint the Sistine Chapel for you or like all (laughs) kinds of weird stuff and there was one story in particular that is something I don't remember what it looks like, but you, basically it's it's an object that has to, you have to maintain constant eye contact. Yeah. So they have staring shifts and they have three people in there at once. They don't just leave one smart. poor sap in there yeah. to get <laughs> killed lot, lot by the smarter. fridge. Because <laughs> then when you got to blink, you like blink and then, and, then it's yeah. and then you blink and then... Yeah, and like, exactly, because the story includes anecdotes from, well, we used to just put two people in there, but they're, but it's, but sometimes they would simultaneously blink. Oh, and gosh. so we started doing three so that we'd for sure have somebody looking at it and we wouldn't have to clear out so many corpses. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and um, it's... Inconvenient. Yeah, there's oh, a, and there's a story... What was your job to just stare at a refrigerator all day? Uh. Yeah. You couldn't even play video games. You could talk to the people with you, but that's literally the only thing that's you could it. do. But yeah, they do staring shifts and they uh-huh. basically just make sure that at least two people are actively looking at it at all time and yeah. uh, a third person's in the room in case. And oh my like, gosh. And, and so like basically <laughs> I have to blink. My eyes are all dry now. <laughs> it's just all stories like that. So I mm-hmm. thought I was thinking about that a lot as I was playing. Yeah. There's definitely, you can definitely see some uh, parallels there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, now that so the more you describe it, there there actually is a game. I think it's I don't know, it's not like a large scale game, but more like a small, you know, decent graphic PC game. Might be a Steam game, but called SCP. Mm-hmm. And you're basically going around and finding these weird objects. And one of the ones I remember is there's a painting in this room. And when you look at it, it starts to pull you toward it and it messes up your controls. So you have to figure out like how to turn around and get away from it. Whoa. That's so cool. That's clearly the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's cool. It makes me think of the book in Harry Potter that once you start reading it, you can never stop reading it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I'm not sure what came first. Those kind of things are so terrifying. Mm -hmm, Right? (laughs) (laughs) But that is really cool. I'm going to have to look that up because that sounds like it would be a fun game and fun universe to play in because those have been the aspects of control that I've liked the most yeah. so far uh-huh. is basically just all these strange things that you're encountering that you have to figure out how to take care of. Yeah. Which reminds me, you know that control is in the same universe as Alan Wake, yeah. right? And you have Alan Wake. Yeah. 
I haven't played Alan Wake yet. It was on my two playlist and I forgot about it, but I do already own it. <laughs> you should play it sometime. Yeah. Oh, really quick. Have you found the music video yet? Um, <laughs> is that the one with the Muppets? No, it's because I definitely watched a weird sing along Muppet show. No, no, this one, this one is like a legit 80s music video with the live action guy in the video, and it's amazing. Oh, yeah, I I cannot wait until you find it. I'll have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, Yeah, I've been trying to find everything, (laughs) like, I'm trying 100% it because it's just such like that's the fun of the game is all the exploratory Mm -hmm. stuff you can do. Yeah, I I think you find that one as part of the main story anyway. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's kind of laid on, like. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I thought it stopped for a second. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like, like in the last fourth of the game. Mm-hmm. I tangented off and was trying to do a bunch of side quests, but I think I'm gonna go back to the main storyline and I'm gonna try to just focus on that because it sounds like there's not a whole lot keeping you from doing the side quests at the end yeah. of the game. You can do them at the end, yeah. and, and then maybe I'll know the map well enough that it won't that I won't run into so many issues yeah. where I'm like just having trouble trying to figure out where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and once you beat it, you can continue playing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's good to know. Um, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. That's kind of the bottom line. I do have one major complaint about it. And I think it it bothers me because this is a big enough problem that it does interfere with my like general enjoyment of the mm. game when I'm actually just trying to play it. And because I think most of these are problems that could have been workshopped out. Yeah. Um, but that having been said, uh, I'm still having a good time with it. And I'm, I still like want to go home and play it. <laughs> Um, and then I also, it was on sale by the time this comes out, the sale will be over, which is too bad, but I got Vigil the Longest Night on Switch and I started playing that. This came out last year. It came out around the same time as Hades. So obviously I didn't play it, (laughs) (laughs) but I kind of kept tabs on it because I thought it looked really cool and I've started to play it. It is very cool. It is a side scroller. It's like playing in a beautiful little animated movie. And uh, the gameplay is very like the inventory and a lot of the and a lot of the mechanics that you're supposed to use are very Dark Souls esque. Um, but it has a concrete storyline like you are um, a woman who's been training with the vigilant, which is like this elite order of war- warriors and you return to your village to find that it's been besieged by monsters and your sister's missing and like so you have a storyline to actually follow through on and it's been fun Hmm. it's been really fun cool i don't know that i have too much to say about it yet because i'm pretty early days with that one but uh so far i like the combat i like the world like i said it's like playing in a very pretty animated movie yeah it's an rpg then yeah, it's a side scroll side scroller, but like you said, it had an inventory system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. sounds interesting. I'm gonna have to look up more about it. Yeah, it's really fun. Seems fun. I like it. Cool, <laughs> and that's what I'm playing. Anyway, sorry, I talked a lot. I'll have to cut out the part of the beginning where I'm like, huh, I don't really have much to say. <laughs> so I sound like less well, of an we idiot. All, we all love control, so we I all know, got it's into hard it. Not to just talk and talk <laughs> and talk about control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron, while you're drinking a drink, really quick. <laughs> um, so I, I actually don't have a lot to say. <laughs> I did play more than last time. Um, but I've been, I don't know, I'm probably about 
halfway through A Plague Tale Innocence, and it has been a very fun time. Like, it's a really fun stealth, like, puzzle game um, with thousands of rats, <laughs> which are so disgusting. So many rats. I love rats. They're so cute. These ones are not. Oh. These ones are very, they get very sweet and helpful towards the end. Oh, that's good. Oh. <laughs> ratty. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I I like I like the puzzles um, because they're not too difficult for my pregnancy brain to handle right now. <laughs> but it's enough that I still have to just kind of go, hmm, how do I do this? So, that yeah. game looks really fun. I mm, I definitely want to play it. You should soon. Mm-hmm. <sighs> my backlog is just I it's insane. Yeah. I love Plague Tale. I think it's a really fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, have you met the other orphans yet? Um, so I've met Lucas and the two thieves, mm-hmm. and I just met the uh, blacksmith guy. Oh, I just okay. got through the like the the university or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. I know yeah. you are. Yeah. This, I, I've been I've been enjoying it a lot. You were not yet at the place where the rats are helpful. But. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. Eventually, eventually you get to um, a bit where you're like, actually, these rats are all right. It's the church I hate. <laughs> but Plague Tale Innocence is probably one of my favorite examples of the church's evil trope, yeah. just because they're literally controlling demon rats. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they were, they, they sat around and they said to themselves, should we be subtle? <laughs> Should we make this a realistic abuse of power? (laughs) No. It's even rats. (laughs) People do realistic abuses of power all the time. Let's have them control demon rats. And and actually, on a some level, I do appreciate that as somebody who consumes copious amounts of media. Because if you want to get into different, because if you want to get into realistic abuses of power, like if you want to look in history and pick out some some abuses of power that were enacted by the church that are realistic, you'll find them Mm -hmm. and they'll be hella depressing. Yeah, you'll be super (laughs) sad at At least with at least with controlling demon rats, you're like. Wait, this that is... didn't actually happen. It's wild and kind of fun and yeah. <laughs> and weird. Yeah, I can get behind that one. Yeah. At least oh, they're man. doing something different. Yeah. <laughs> and not making me cry. <laughs> uh, I guess it's me next. It is yeah. you. So I finally decided to <clears throat> tackle Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's been almost a year since it came out. It came Holy out. Holy crap. Yeah, I I didn't play it at the time and I kept giving myself excuses being like, oh, there's just so many games. I just got a PS5 and I got to play all these other games like I'll get to it later. It's so cool, but I just haven't had time. You know what it was? I was just so depressed by Ubisoft and everything coming out about them mm-hmm. with all the sexist stuff and all of the the scandal scandal and, and all the that firing like crap. one dude and being like we fixed it and it's yeah. like yeah i'm sure that one dude was the problem but all of that just kind of it just drained me and i just i didn't want to even think about assassin's creed for like a year but now i have gone back to valhalla and I really, really like it. Mm-hmm. I think they did a very good job with it. It's a solid game. And it's 
a solid Assassin's Creed game. Like, I'd say it's up there with Origins and Odyssey and Syndicate and Black Flag, you know, the best ones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really fun. Eivor is a great character. Um, I absolutely love her. I, I, I've modeled her after Sif, my Dungeons and Dragons character. Uh -huh. And <laughs> it works very well. It translates perfectly, mm -hmm. but it also means that occasionally I make choices that I'm like, oh, I would not make that choice. <laughs> like there was one time where Eivor's talking with her brother and with the this uh, assassin named Basim. And Basim says something insulting. And you can be like, you know, take a deep breath, you know, take a second to think before you respond, or you can punch him in the face. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I, if I was making my choices, I would take a deep breath, you know, <laughs> but I'm playing as Sif. So I punched him in the face. Obviously. <laughs> and then they got mad at me. And then my brother said something insulting and it was like, take a deep breath or oh, no. punch him in the face. And I was like, I got it. I don't want to punch him, but Sif would punch him. So I punched him and then they blew up at me. They got so pissed. And I was like, I, like, you can't I have just to punch everybody who makes you angry. And you're like, like, watch me. <laughs> I was like, I have to stay true to this character I've decided to play as. And she would punch them. <laughs> so it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I was like, I'll see what happens if I don't punch them when I replay it on PS4 and on mm. Xbox. Because I have it on Xbox now also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it came with my Xbox Series X. Oh, nice. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's 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 really good. I think that the landscapes are beautiful. I've taken some gorgeous pictures. The photo mode is exactly the same as Odyssey, and I'm kind of bummed about that. I wish they had updated it a little bit and added some more things, added some um, poses specifically. Because mm. like Ubisoft, they did the photo mode. It's like the same company did photo mode for Far Cry New Dawn, which I think is one of the best photo modes. And then there's assassin's creed and it's like the difference in photo modes i wish they would just take a little bit of inspiration from far cry new dawn and specifically the poses because having those pose options it it just it makes it it gives you so many more options for pictures and with assassin's creed i feel like if i could adjust avor's poses i could take some really gorgeous pictures mm -hmm. like I've already taken some really good ones. I'm already really pleased with a lot of them. But I could take some really fantastic pictures if I could adjust her pose. Yeah. Yeah, that does make a lot of difference. It makes a huge <laughs> difference. Uh, so you're not just standing there like a derp. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's something that I feel like Cyberpunk did really well. The photo mode. Like, I feel like it could do with some more filters and it could do with, like, some different things. I wish it had the lighting options that you get from um, Spider-Man, Miles um, Morales. Yeah. But the poses, it has so many poses. You can even choose what weapon you want in your hands or if you want no weapon. And there are different poses with each weapons. Oh, nice. And like there's so many options. And you can do the Sailor Moon pose. <laughs> in the name of the moon, I will punish you. You can do that. It's like my favorite thing. That's amazing. Yes. So I just think that <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla, its photo mode could have been just really elevated by some poses. Mm. Overall, though, it's pretty great. And the story. I've spent so much time talking about the photo mode. I haven't even talked about the story. 
I am so obsessed with this storyline more than most of the other Assassin's Creed games. Like I, I can't remember being this sucked into the story of an Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I just mess around. I run around. I, I collect collectibles. I climb all over. I kill people. You know, I just kind of go crazy. And eventually I run into a main quest and I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Uh, Odyssey was the only other like Odyssey is the closest one to Valhalla that I've ever been interested in. But even Odyssey, for me, the biggest draw was Greece. Mm-hmm. Just being in Greece and being able to go around ancient Greece and climb all these huge, beautiful statues and just be this super hot Greek lady. <laughs> but Valhalla, my favorite thing is the story. And I have barely been doing any collectible stuff at all. I like barely even finished out any parts of the map. I'm just going through story like main quest after main quest just constantly as soon as it's done i'm like i want to see what's happening next it's i it really solid story really good characters it has some problems every once in a while the controls make me crazy the running uh like the the free running is similar to unity in a lot of ways (laughs) i mean it's not as bad as unity I mean, I, I I didn't even play more than five seconds of gameplay with Unity. I think I just like took the controller, went around once, and was like, nope. But like, but I just I can picture the Unity figure running in my head, and he looks oh, so stupid. No. That's, oh, no. that's because that video that I made of game fails. There's the one where you can see the guy running in midair right yeah. in front of him. That's from Unity. Yeah, no, that plays yeah. in my head rent free. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Unfortunately, Valhalla has a little bit of the Unity controls problem. Unity Jake. Yeah. When I'm trying to like, like you, there have these moments where you can catch tattoo designs Mm -hmm. and you have to chase them to catch them. And then you can get the new tattoos on, which is tattoos are like some of the best things. Because I have to check down all my tattoos. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's it's silly. But trying to catch those tattoos, it, I get flashbacks to Unity when I'm playing it because so often I'll be running and I'm going in a straight line, going just fine, and I'm trying to jump from like one, like a, a pole to a tree, and Avor jumps to the side, and I'm like, oh "What gosh. are you doing?" And then I've lost the tattoo, and I'm just like, <laughs> and I have to like leave and then come back later and redo it, and it happens so often. What were they thinking? I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, like I that's that's just... my biggest criticism with Valhalla is just that the controls feel a lot like Unity. Why didn't they just use Odysseys? I don't know. That's the thing. I feel like I had way more control over where mm-hmm. I was running with Odyssey. Oh, yeah. I feel like I had precision control. There was even a moment where I wanted to get into this cave without killing this woman that was outside of it because she was one of the... Um, the uh, what are they... The daughters of something. There were these awesome chicks that I had killed a bunch of animals for them. And then mm. they turned on me because I wouldn't kill the leader of them. Um, because I loved her and I didn't want to kill her. And mm-hmm. so they kicked me out and they were like, if we ever see you again, we'll kill you. <gasps> and so I left, but I needed some treasure that was in there. And I wanted to get in there without killing her. And I managed to climb down and then climb across the ceiling <gasps> Right what? above and like sneak in and grab it and leave. No way. I could not do that in Valhalla. Dude. There's no way I could do that in Valhalla. But in Odyssey, I had precision climbing control. And that's, Dang. I'm not sure what happened. I wonder if it's yeah. like a different, different studio working on Valhalla mm. that just didn't have quite the same like 
code for the climbing i don't oh, know i had yeah. no idea how how it goes with making the assassin's creed games over there it seems yeah. really strange that they wouldn't just have access to all of the assets yeah. and systems that right? were established yeah. for the other games i'm sure they do maybe they just decided maybe they thought that they they would tweak the climbing because maybe they thought it would improve it and then it went backwards mm-hmm. that's how it felt with unity it felt like they were trying to improve it and it just backfired big yeah time. Yeah, it felt like oh, you tried a thing and it didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I'm really enjoying it. Um, awesome. Otherwise, I, I played two other games. Like I played a lot of games. Okay, you know me. I didn't just play three <laughs> games. I'm just gonna talk about three games because I've decided I need to limit my section to three games that I played because <laughs> if I talk about every game I play, we're gonna be here for hours. <laughs> but one of the other games that I've played is I decided to start Ratchet and Clank, the original one from 2002. I played it on my Vita, though, because I don't have the original game. I don't have a PS1. Uh, I never actually played this one when it came out. I played the demo for it. And <laughs> as I'm playing the game, I'm like, why in the world did they choose to like for their demo to be the section in Rilgar where you have to like swim through these tanks and it's like timed and it sucks. Mm. It's the most frustrating puzzle. And that was the demo. What were they thinking? Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so I've been playing it and I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's really hard. Those older games, like the controls, a lot of times it's the controls, just like facing the the way you want to face and shooting the thing you want to shoot. That's the hardest thing. In these older games. Mm-hmm. But I gotta say, when they redid when they remade it a couple years ago, they improved Ratchet's character so much because he is an ass. <laughs> he is the worst in that, that first game. He's so rude to Clank. Aww. He's always like making these snide remarks. I'm like, gosh, this was like early 2000s bullshit. Just like <laughs> he was just like the like Snarkiest, smart just that, ass. That kind of turn of the century attitude where it was mm. like, I don't know how to be clever, so I'm just going to be mean. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it was like, it's not cool to care about things. <laughs> like, that's his attitude. And Clank's Aww. like all concerned about saving the universe. And Ratchet's like, I just want to get money and a ship and fight and have fun and adventure. And he only starts to care when his own planet is in danger. Mm. He didn't care when the rest of the universe is in danger. Oh when his gosh. own planet is in danger, then he's like, we have to stop them. No. I'm like, what was going on the whole game, Ratchet? What were you doing? <laughs> it was it was infuriating. I like I had the volume down on my Vita because I was playing it while we were in California with our cousins. Mm. And I wasn't going to be sitting there with like this super loud, like early 2000s video game (laughs) noise, like flaring out all over. (laughs) But (laughs) after a while, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm happy that the volume is low because also he's got a different voice actor and he's super annoying. Oh, gosh. I was just like, I just had the subtitles on and occasionally I would read. And sometimes when Ratchet would open his mouth, I'd just look away. <laughs> just like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even want to know what you're saying because you're ruining my memories uh-huh. of this game. <laughs> like, I can't even. <laughs> yeah. And then the last game that I played that I'm going to talk about 
It's Batman Arkham City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you look disappointed. Yeah. No. I'm not done with it. I'm so close. The only reason I have no. stopped is because I'm afraid that if I beat the game um, and I don't have the Catwoman DLC logged in, it won't let me continue playing afterwards because oh. everything I've found says that it lets you play con- continue playing after you beat the game when you play as Catwoman. Yeah. And I'm worried that it will do that and then I'll lose my calendar man progress because i am meeting with calendar man uh, on, on the actual holidays. days i want to do i want to get that trophy cheating. legit i don't want to treat i don't want to cheat i want to get that trophy legit and i only have I'm, three more holidays i'm afraid you will have to cheat with one date which one um it's a date that only like the developers know well oh. I mean, not necessarily, like the internet knows it, but it's one that they threw in. Is it August? I don't remember. uh, What's his bucket's day? Because I already got that last year. I don't think so. Okay. The only days I have left, though, I think I'll I'll be good because the only days I have left are uh, Labor Day, Halloween, and April Fool's. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think I'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> but if the trophy well, doesn't pop, if, if the trophy does, doesn't yeah, pop, it then it's doesn't the pop, one. I'm, I think it's like the date that Rocksteady was formed. Yeah. Or something like that. Oh, that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it, because I want and, that trophy to pop on April Fool's Day. And I, I know this because I watched a video of like video game secrets that took years for fans to find. Yeah. And... I want to say that Rocksteady eventually just had to tell people, like, oh. um, this is the last date you need. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, well, geez, <laughs> way to make it impossible. <laughs> They're like, just check with him every day in this one month that doesn't have a holiday. That's why I think it's August, because uh-huh. August had a weird holiday. It was some oh. weird saint's day. And I was like, what is this? this is- August is like the only month that I know of that doesn't have like a holiday that's like you know like an actual holiday yeah <laughs> besides my birthday uh-huh. <laughs> be. but Aaron, i don't like city as much as i like asylum really i i don't like it as much <gasps> i love arkham city uh, i i like the story do you want to know why she doesn't like it <sighs> uh-oh she's bad <laughs> I'm so bad at it, Aaron. You just need to get used I'm to it again. So bad at it. Batman is a different kind of animal. But this is the thing. I, I mean, was the game. fine in Arkham Asylum. <laughs> like I wasn't good enough to get the free flow trophy or like get really high combos. Mm. But I was competent enough that I could fight groups of enemies and not get demolished. I don't feel like Batman. I feel like some dude in like a Batman shaped like sweatsuit that's just like going out and trying to punch dudes and getting his ass handed to him. (laughs) I'm so bad. I think you'll pick it up again. I'm at the end. Aaron, I'm at Wonder Tower. I'm going to find Doctor Strange right now. (laughs) That's where I'm at and I suck. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, I'm heading to to, to go deal with Doctor Strange Uh and I still get destroyed in almost every fight. Oh, Literally, man. I was playing it the other day. It ruined my day. Oh, no. I was trying to play it. Aww. And I kept dying so many times that by the end, I just had to stop because I was like, I'm getting so mad. I'm not having fun. And then I couldn't even like 
pick up another game because I was just too mad. I just turned on Skyrim and I played Skyrim for about three days oh, straight. No, not Skyrim. <laughs> well, like I love Skyrim, but like Skyrim is the game that I play when I just need when to relax. Need to, yeah. Because Skyrim, it's the least effort the only thing that it's ever gets stressful training wheels on <laughs> it's the, the only thing that ever gets stressful about skyrim is when a dragon shows up yeah. <laughs> so it is gaming with the training wheels on and i just needed that to calm down for a little while <laughs> but i'm i'm still gonna play it i want to get to arkham knight so badly because i remember i i started arkham knight early mm-hmm. and then i decided i was like oh i should go and play the other two before i play this one so i've got like I earned like four trophies. I got like barely into it. And then I stopped. But I remember I was enjoying Arkham Knight so much. It's so good. I think that one's probably going to end up being my favorite. It's my favorite. But I need to finish City first. And it's making me crazy. You're so close though. I know. You're so close. I need to install the Catwoman DLC, which means I need to go back to playing it on my PS3 instead of playing it through... Uh, PS Now on my um, my PS5. That's what I've been doing because mm-hmm. I hate the PS3 controller. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I won't be so bad at fighting if I have a controller that's not made of, you know, trash. Yeah. And I tried that. No, it didn't help. Oh. But I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just so bad at it. I want to be good at it. I want, I, I told Elsa, if I found a genie, and I had three wishes. <laughs> After I checked to see if I could wish for more wishes and wished for the innate Euclidean geometry of a cat, whatever it is. The innate Knowledge, understanding. Understanding of Euclidean, of Euclidean geology, geometry of a cat. Geometry. Geometry of a cat. Just the agility and reflex. Oh, okay. <laughs> After I wished for those two things, I would wish to be good at Batman <laughs> Arkham City. <laughs> I feel like the first wish actually takes care of that. Well, that's part uh, of the reason I wish for that is to be good at Arkham City. Especially when you're playing as Catwoman. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to not suck I at it. I really understand this now. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even enter- entertain the slightest bit of idea that I might be able to platinum any of those games. I'm like, oh, no. Me, no, there's no chance. <laughs> no. No, no chance I can platinum any of them. So there's no pressure. Yeah. But I just suck so badly I can barely beat it. I'm playing on easy. (laughs) Oh, it makes me crazy. Anyway. You got this. I have faith in you. (sighs) Thank you. (laughs) I really hope that that will help me. Your faith. (laughs) It will. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. So that's what I've been struggling with. Mm. Well, I'm glad you're almost to Arkham Knight, though, because it is... Such a good game. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. It's I've only so seen, like, the tiniest little bit at the beginning. And I loved it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I love it so much. <sighs> so good. <laughs> wait, I just realized there's one more game I should talk about. Whoa. It's the one that I am literally playing right now that I can't stop. Oh, no. <laughs> Elsa's not stopped playing this since we went to California. So, this is, I didn't mention this because um, it's just a mobile game. But... And but it's the old, it's the last mobile game I'll ever need. <laughs> she <laughs> says that, but then the next time we go to California to visit our cousins, they'll tell her about a new mobile game, and then Ooh. she'll download that and say that's the only mobile game she'll ever need. To play. So my cousin Rebecca is really really good at finding these mobile games that are really challenging and addictive. This one is called Twenty Forty Eight 
drop and drag, I think. Drop and merge. Drop and merge. That's it. There's a bunch of drop and merge games. This one is the best because it has very few ads and um, is really easy to understand and just has simple rules. And my uh, cousin is currently the top player in the world. On what? Apple. On Apple. Yeah. Because Apple and Android have different lists. But she's Apple the top player and, on Apple. Yeah. So she found this game and she became obsessed with it. What the, how, and her how mom many? is like second, isn't she? Is less yeah, than second? Yeah. Her mother is second. Um, so her score, uh, the number one player in the world, is 4,249,008 points. On 2048 drop and merge, and then Smithy Girl right below her with two million five hundred and fifty-three thousand point six hundred forty-two. That's my aunt. Holy and crap. then after that, we've got some strangers, and then I am currently at at thirty-one in the world um, <laughs> with five hundred eighty-two thousand points. So I am weak sauce, <laughs> and I suck at it. And I'm on Android, so I can't even compare how it. Oh, I'm in the top one percent of players. <laughs> But because I am acquainted with number one and number two, I suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this game is so addictive. It's so addictive. So the way that it works is really simple. You're literally just merging these blocks together based off of their number. And like they're shaded into different rainbow colors. So it's very satisfying watching the colors change uh, or watching the colors change as the numbers change as you merge them. It's just very soothing. Mm. Um, there's, it's, it's the kind of game where you do have to do some thinking, but you can also do it while you're watching television or writing in the car or recording a podcast. Or talking to your sister. <laughs> or talking to anybody. I sit here and I just play this game oh, with really? one thumb. Because the thing is, is that like, um, at a, once you start to get up into a certain, like once you start getting certain scores, these games last for days mm. and so you just kind of have to put it down yeah <laughs> for a few hours and then come back to it like the current game that i'm working at i'm at um 343,000 points and uh i've been working on it since i actually just started it this morning but i'm gonna stop hey. playing probably in a second Mm-hmm. Because I need to stop. Also, we're recording a podcast. <laughs> it's probably it's probably be a so, good idea. To, like I'm to literally, pause. I'm like literally playing it as we speak. It's just really, really addictive, and it's got it's like sending the dopamine right to my brain, like as I am actively listening to you guys. And, I mean, I know it's just a mobile game, but like guys, this mobile game, it's really something yes. else. <laughs> It's pretty fun. I it's was really fun. bad at it. Mm. Jensen's not good really, at it. Really Sorry, bad at it. You, you said the word numbers, and I was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I might be worse at that than I am at Batman Arkham City. Like, <laughs> like this is what it looks like. Ooh. And and then like they're I, bubbly. I, it's bubbly, and I press the thing, and it goes bloop. And then I press another thing, and it goes bloop. And they merge. Ooh. It's pretty. It's very addictive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So I should probably mention that one since I'm literally playing it as we speak. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> now we've all recapped what we're playing right now. Yeah, it only took like 40 minutes. But that's okay uh, because we're playing one. a lot. <laughs> yeah, apparently we're mm-hmm. all playing a lot. And we had a lot to say about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? <laughs> cool. Um, All right. So we're discussing director's cuts today. So director's cuts as film. 
What are they? How do we feel about them? Aaron, would you like to share your thoughts with us first? You want me to tell you what they are? Should I say what they are? <laughs> Should we first I, look up the Webster's Dictionary <laughs> defines? No, I understand what they are. So I, I understand what they are. I'm going to type into Google, what is a director's cut? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, do I have to define this for everyone? In theory. Put on the spot. <laughs> at least. Like, sticking with the the original purpose of and sort of artistic theory behind director's cut is the idea that, you know, many people come together to create a film. Um, but the director is sort of the storyteller. They're the ones who are deciding how to introduce each individual scene, what it's what the audience is actually going to see. Um, and that puts them into this position of immense power. But that can be compromised by the involvement of those other people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they... Um, get you know overruled by producers or writers sometimes the editor um takes over sometimes that's a very good thing (laughs) (laughs) um in fact a lot of the time it's a really good thing but the suicide squad well the idea one the first one yeah (laughs) the editing (laughs) the editing is trash (laughs) it's hard to understand what's happening from one scene to the next and that's the sign of bad editing um and there's there's also some signs you can look for for a bad director as well. But in the case of a director's cut, the idea is that the director has taken over the footage and the storytelling again and has managed to recreate the film in the way that they would have done it. Mm-hmm. And I think that this has some, some value to it um, as a concept. I do think, though, that a lot of the time when you're seeing something advertised as a director's cut, it is just a marketing ploy. It's not like there's nothing about this film that is really going to be all that substantially different from Mm -hmm. the original film that you saw. Maybe they threw in some of the deleted footage or um, they used a different take for that really realistic throat cut. Apparently, that's like the only difference between the mm. chained that we saw that's rated R and the chained that they originally made that was NC-17 is yeah. the throat cut scene. Yeah. Mm. Which is interesting because I thought that throat cut scene was pretty graphic. Yeah. But I guess there's an even more graphic version. More graphic <laughs> version. More graphicer. Why? <laughs> uh, because they can, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I think it really just came down to like, they had two chances to do to do this take, so they decided to do it twice to see which take was better. One of them was bloodier and more realistic than the other one in the end. And so that was the take that the director chose. And then the studio was like, we're rating this NC-17. And they were like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if we take out the throat cut? And then they were like, R. <laughs> Um, so sometimes it makes a significant difference. Sometimes it makes a minor difference. Sometimes it literally uh, is just something they've slapped on the DVD so that people will buy two copies. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 I was. So I haven't watched a lot of director's cuts because I feel like a lot of them ended up end up being rated R and end up having content that I don't really care to see. <laughs> like a really realistic throat cut <laughs> yeah. in a movie that was disturbing without that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that exactly. Movie was already super disturbing. Yeah, like I, I don't need, I don't want to see that. Like I just want to be entertained. 
personally i don't want to be traumatized it's a a very good movie i think it's personally i think it's kind of stupid that that made such a big difference to the rating yeah Mm. because uh it's it's equally disturbing either way i promise yeah yeah Yeah, that's interesting Yeah, I was I was curious because I I was wondering. So are they usually done because like the studio doesn't allow enough time for the like the full thing, the full director's vision to be released? But like, yeah, also kind of answered my question because um, I I'm just like, why don't they just release it as the full version at the very beginning? You know? Yeah, I think <laughs> that a lot of times that is what it is, and I think that I mean not all the time sometimes it's just a cash grab Mm -hmm. but i think that with some movies that's kind of what happened is that the studio was like no it has to be this long and the director was like but i have this stuff and they're like we can't put out a movie that's three hours Mm. we can't put out a three-hour movie zach yeah (laughs) like i think that there's a lot of that going on yeah I think that one is four, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I I, I think, yeah, I think (laughs) Zack Snyder, he needs to just make TV shows. Right. Because I think he does best with these long things. Mm. You're literally stealing my comments right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's okay. No, I I agree. I think he should do miniseries. He should just do, yeah, he should do miniseries. He clearly is more comfortable with like a three to six hour length. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do a miniseries. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, please, please take DC from the WB yeah. channel because <laughs> enough, enough soap operas, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that kind of answers our first question then. Wait, Did you have anything you wanted to add, Jensen? <laughs> it just says I like them. They are generally but beautiful. But I it's still something I want to say. I think that if it's a movie that I like then it can be a beautiful thing and can be the optimal viewing experience. Mm-hmm. If it's a movie that I don't like, I don't care. So this really has nothing to do with how I think they are like generally. Yeah, this I is all that. just my opinion. I was going to I was going to give you the chance <laughs> to just But my opinion is don't mind. I was going to give you the chance to to just sort of save face and just kind of gloss over that, but it's cool. <laughs> we can cut it out. I understand you didn't read the question or understand the assignment. <laughs> now everybody else knows too. <laughs> we can cut it out. Okay. But what's the director's cut you liked, Jensen? I like the Blade Runner's director's cut. Yeah. Because it's kind of the, man, the right answer, right? Yeah, that, that's objectively the right answer is Blade Runner director's cut. But correct. I also couldn't think of any others <laughs> besides the Zack Snyder ones. But I was like, I could take or leave those. Like, I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan. So I'm just kind of like, eh, okay. Mm. But like Blade Runner, one of the things I like about the director's cut is the whole thing with a unicorn. That's not in the original yeah. one. That basically is like the whole thesis statement of the story. I know, and it's basically like <laughs> Deckard is a replicant. Out. And then they just like threw that out the window with that stupid one that came out a couple years ago that we don't speak of. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I, I still e- haven't either, but I know that I, yeah. they were like, I'm no, Deckard isn't a re- replicant. And I was I, like, you lie. I'm just saying, I still haven't seen it. So I don't know if I, um, I don't know if I agree with this statement because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I know that they were, they decided to like retcon that thing. And I was just like, that's, yeah, that's disappointing. That's dumb. I stand with the director's cut. Deckard is a replicant. Mm. 
I remember Harrison Ford hated that interpretation of it. He's just wrong. But he also (laughs) said that he felt like that was uh, the appropriate attitude that a real replicant would have. True. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So maybe he's just really in character. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Never knew he was method all along. Yeah. (laughs) So probably the first director's cut I remember being exposed to was Brazil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. So Brazil is a, I think it's 1984 Terry Gilliam film. Actually, I think it released in 85. They wanted it to release in 1984 because there's some allusions to the novel. They missed that. But I think they missed the window, mostly because they were constantly arguing about how to end this film. Yeah. It's got a bunch of different ends, mm-hmm. uh, endings. Um, and I think my the, favorite one is the saddest one. <laughs> and that's the good one. And that's the director's cut. Yeah. Um, the director's cut took, uh, like, got rid of the happy Hollywood ending. Yeah, the happy had, Hollywood ending, I was like, that they this doesn't studio feel demanded. like the right <laughs> yeah, like, way that this would end. Like, if it ends there, mm-hmm. you just feel kind of like, that You're doesn't like, make any sense. <laughs> okay, I guess they're happy. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Yeah. It doesn't really work. But um, the real ending of Brazil is devastating and also like perfect. Yes. And that's the first time in my life I didn't even know that there was the other ending. Yeah. Because my dad was like, this is Brazil. Yeah. And just showed yeah, me. Yeah, my dad didn't show us the other, the happy ending. I'm not even sure they for... release it anymore. But, yeah. at, but at the time, I'm pretty sure we were just watching it like... I mean, I think that he had a recording of it yeah, he, on VHS, he taped it. but I think he didn't let us watch that one for a long time because it didn't have the real ending. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't. He, he, he waited until he got like a proper copy of it. And then later after we had seen the one with the real ending, the director's cut ending, then he let us watch the one with the dumb happy ending. <laughs> I feel like that was one of my first experiences with a movie that didn't end happy. Yeah. I, I mean, like, we were pretty young when we watched it. Yeah, yeah. and I was devastated. Mm-hmm. But then as I thought about it more, I was like, that was really the only way it could end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very Brazil good taught me a lot of really important life lessons. <laughs> I think that was the first film that like introduced me to the idea of like studios and writers and directors not always being on the same page about a film. Mm-hmm. And like these are stories that are being crafted and um, they're not set in stone. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can change them one way or another. And uh, also, Brazil's a really good film. Mm-hmm. Definitely see the real version. Yeah. I don't even want to call it a director's cut. I'm not sure. I, I I think that it's kind of regarded by most people as just being the actual version of the movie. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know that it released with the happy ending in theaters, but I think that after that, like nobody was interested in the version of it with the happy ending because it doesn't feel authentic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Feels fake. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> well, as a random side note, speaking of sad endings, I think the only movie with a sad ending that I enjoy is Roman Holiday. Um, oh, I don't think I've seen that. <gasps> you guys, it's so good. I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen only parts, but I remember there is a part. Isn't there a part where he sticks his hand inside the mouth of a statue and then he's like, hands that get cut off? Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they aped it in IT crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Douglas. And he actually he thinks actually his hand is cut off and he's like actually freaking out. And they're like in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. his head off. <laughs> and then his hand pops out and he passes out. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> Yes. Yep. That was Roman Holiday. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and it was 
the first movie to make me cry, and it was while Aww. Zach was on his mission, so I was kind of a late bloomer. That was the first movie to make you cry? Yeah. What about Shrek? <laughs> yeah, what about Shrek? I was about to just, just about to say I, Shrek. I think I was a robot child, you guys. Shrek destroyed me when I was little. I bawled my eyes out. I was I, never the same again. I didn't cry for movies. I, I cried at, like, funerals. Well, I didn't go to that... I didn't have too many funerals when I was younger. Maybe that's what, I don't know. <laughs> like the first, this has nothing to do with anything. Your but first this, exposure to sorrow. My first, <laughs> my first like real loss was. Aaron just has a blessed <laughs> life. <laughs> my first real experience with loss was my grandma Hillier. And that was when I was 18 after oh. I graduated high school. So I, I think I just, didn't really have emotional experiences to go off of, and so stuff didn't make me cry. I'm worried that Aaron's a sociopath. <laughs> no, no, I cry at films all the time now, I promise. Because that's true, I've seen her. <laughs> anyway. Um, <clears throat> so... Um, Obviously, Lord of the Rings Extended Editions. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I didn't know if that was counted as a director's cut I, or just like the actual movies. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure. Maybe Those are probably a type movies? of director's cut. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. it, it works. I sure. think I'd say it's more of a director's cut than not. It, yeah. Mm. It doubles ways. the number of movies mm -hmm. because each movie is it's the like length of two movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it's instead of three movies, it's six movies. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but the most recent director's cut of my wow I can't talk that I loved was Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League which blows Joss Whedon's out of the freaking water <laughs> and makes me hate Joss Whedon like I don't know if I'll ever oh. forgive him <laughs> I've really been hating Joss Whedon for <laughs> For many a yeah. year now. <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's was, a lot to hate. He was already doing <laughs> so some stuff that I was like, why? But then I saw, so, you know, I liked yeah. Joss Whedon's Justice League when it came out. It was a fun time. But then they released the Zack Snyder cut, and I was like, what was that? Absolute vitriol. Absolute <laughs> trash. I hate it. I hate you. Yeah. Go to... <laughs> like, okay, i got to see the Zack, uh, Zack Snyder version. I haven't seen it yet. It is so good. I, I saw I there was like, like four hours or something, and I was like, oh, i got to set it, aside time for that. It didn't even feel that long. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't want it to end. Without, yeah. having, without having seen the Justice League director's cut, I feel like, just having seen the original... What I feel from Joss Whedon in that movie is contempt. Mm -mm. Yeah. Like, I don't think he likes what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he wants to be there. And I'm not sure why <laughs> they hired him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was like, oh, he does some Marvel stuff. And people seem to hate the DCEU because it's not Marvel. So maybe if we yeah, get Joss Whedon. And I'm like, choices in his I'm like stop. The DCEU is not Marvel. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Like, yeah. I love Marvel. We don't want it to be but Marvel. But I love DC separately yeah, for actually, other reasons. It's its own thing. Yeah. I actually think most of the missteps DC has made has co have come down to them trying too hard to imitate Marvel. Yeah, yeah for sure. exactly. Like, that's not... They should have just done their own thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then well, the other one I wanted to talk about 
I don't know if this one's a director's cut either. It's just called Ultimate Edition. So Batman versus Superman. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I, I guess use, it's kind of... I think anytime Zack Snyder releases a version that's <laughs> it's like a twice cut. the length of it, yeah, it's a director's <laughs> yeah, cut. Yeah, I freaking love that movie, you guys. Yeah. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> anyway, those are... I don't know if I've seen that one either. Oh, Jensen. I have it. Yeah, I know. Elsa, Elsa yes, has also it. also have it. I, so I don't... I'm weird and I don't like taking pauses in the middle of movies. Like mm. I, I hear people talking about what like terrible movies that they watch and they're like, this took me four days because I kept having to take breaks. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't do that. I don't yeah. like taking breaks in movies. So if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it in one sitting. Mm-hmm. And so with a movie that length, I'm like, okay, I got to set aside time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, got to prepare <laughs> myself. I also think that Zack Snyder's director's cuts add cohesion to stories that did not have them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I, I don't know. They are so long, yeah. but they also add a lot of helpful context yeah. so that you mm-hmm. can understand the narrative. And it's not just a series of great big dumb set pieces strung together. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's helpful. That's and I enjoy those style. And I mean, this is coming from somebody who likes the big dumb set pieces. Those are, that's the reason why I watch those films. I just... <laughs> just think it's really fun and the closest we'll ever get to a dragon ball z adaptation yes sorry oh no <laughs> specifically man of steel Spe- yeah love that's man just i ball love z. man of steel it's just dragon I ball z it. i don't know why that movie gets crap yeah. anyway i like the one <laughs> chick with the really tall dude who's like fighting with her and they're like oh that part was so cool yeah <laughs> i understand why it gets crap <laughs> but i also enjoy i it. just had a good time <laughs> and i thought yeah, it was awesome Aaron's just here for a good time i am <laughs> yeah. sorry i was gonna ask going off of that when you know you mentioned that a lot of zach snyder's like or- original releases are just kind of like random happenings <laughs> yeah do you think he'll release a director's cut for my gosh i don't remember what it's called but i heard the casino zombie heist movie was a disaster oh, oh yeah i love that movie i actually really liked it yeah. is it, it was, army of the dead yeah it, it was very stupid and i loved it <laughs> i loved that i movie. and i do That's think I'm, and I, i'm glad yeah. you liked it i do think that if he released I seen it I think I would watch were, the crap out of a like a yeah, six-hour like, director's like cut. There's definitely oh gosh, some yes. there's definitely some <laughs> moments where you felt the need for more context and explanation. Mm. And in fact, there was one moment in the film towards the end where a, a zombie gets shot in the face, and you see that underneath its zombie rotting flesh, it's a robot. Yes, and, it's and then not they never explain. <laughs> and I I like paused the movie because we're watching it streaming, and I was just like. So that'll get explained in the director's cut, right? <laughs> yeah, it has to. Because literally, like a zombie's face explodes and there's sparks. And I was like, that's a robot. <laughs> What's happening in this movie? <laughs> and then they just, they were just, oh never came They out. also find like <laughs> their own mummified corpses. Yeah, they find their own mummified corpses in there. And it's like, they like, they like joke that, hey, it so, looks exactly like us. And it literally like one of the characters, it has, they have the, her exact same necklace on. And they're all wearing their clothes and they're like, the right height. Is, is, like, is Zack Snyder secretly the American Hideo Kojima? Yeah! Yes! Maybe. Oh my gosh, I think so. so. Why don't, why do people give him crap? No one asks Hideo, well, I mean people ask, but Hideo Kojima can get away with what he wants. I, I think it's because he's, he's, um, Okay, what? How? 
it's like he's living his bliss in that very Tommy Wiseau kind of way. Yeah. yeah. Like he's got more talent and skill to apply to the craft for sure. Which one are you talking about right now? Zack Snyder? Zack Snyder. No, I mean, honestly, yeah, actually I could be describing either of them. I do feel like it is a little bit of that. Like they don't, they really do not care about being accused of pandering mm-hmm. or about displaying all their baggage on screen. Don't make sense. It's just there for you to see and interpret and be like, oh <laughs> okay. It's like, a lot to unpack. It's but a, here there's, we go. there's stuff to unpack. Like and I don't know, there's something fun about that. I do not dislike his work. The stuff that people Every once in a while, I'll talk to somebody who's really critical of Zack Snyder, and they will usually have an exception. They'll usually be like, oh, but I really liked this that Mm -hmm. he did. And those are always the films that I'm inevitably like, oh, it was just okay. Like, I I like him at his Zack Snyderiness. I like it when it's a big, dumb zombie apocalypse movie in Las Vegas. That movie was fantastic. Like, it was. Remember when it ended and then just kept going for like another 15 minutes? Like, I was just like, what's going on? Are they setting up for a sequel? And then they like, I don't think they were. <laughs> I don't know. Like I could, I, I like, I sat there and wrote a sequel in my head. It took five minutes and I think I could pitch it to him and he'd be like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but like, Please do. <laughs> but knowing him, he's probably already filmed it and just had to cut it for time. <laughs> Yeah. Knowing him, it was probably part of the original movie, but they're like, no, we are not releasing an eight hour film. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, you should just make TV shows. <laughs> you really should. Like Army of the Dead, I think if it had been a TV show. Oh, it would have been excellent. Oh, no. I think it would have made an excellent TV show. It it definitely had. They could have gotten into what the it was going on with their mummified corpses or the robots and they would have actually been able to show what happens when the one zombies when it rains on them yeah because she's like when it rains they all wake up and it's like this big pile and of these zombies that are like that, melted like, together oh, that's gonna be awesome and, and then, then it, it doesn't, doesn't rain <laughs> the whole course it doesn't rain because it's lost <laughs> I was waiting for that the whole time. I was like, this is going to be so cool. And can I just say, for some reason, like I was rooting for the zombie kingdom. Okay. Yeah. There's like, there's like the alpha zombie, which they actually call it the alpha zombie from what I remember. I don't think I made that up. I I don't think you did. I think that's in the script. Um, There is the alpha zombie who is just some army guy who managed to uh, um, uh, survive the initial assault at the beginning. And well, then survive. He yeah. Turned into a zombie. <laughs> so, like Elsa's idea of surviving. <laughs> Look, survived relative to the fantastical workings that we're talking relative about. Relative to being a sp- like splattered a walking corpse on the ground. Yeah. Okay. He's a walking, walking corpse. He's a zombie. <laughs> but like he's more alive than the other zombies. He manages to sire a child. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to get to. Anyway, he <laughs> has his wild. He has his zombie queen who is a Las stra- Vegas showgirl. <laughs> and like the two of them are ruling over their zombie subjects and they're hopeful because of this zombie and child they have zombie in her womb. And there are zombie, zombie tiger and a zombie tiger. And I just liked it. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Like, it's I, a fantastic Like I kept movie. trying to think, I was like, what is there to dislike about this film? And I was like, well, I guess it's 
stupid, but like, <laughs> but it's stupid done but right. It's stu- <laughs> yeah, it's stupid done right. It's, it's the kind of stupid where you're just like, this is awesome, you know? It's stupid done in a way where like I can't help but just grin and admire yeah. it. Oh you just smile like an idiot the whole time. You're just like, this is so dumb. Like it was, it was great. Like that was a good time. Yeah, that was. I'd say that that and Psycho Gorman were probably two of the most oh. delightful cinema experiences <laughs> that yeah. I've had as we've been forced to watch movies at home. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Like, 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 I don't know. We need, I think we need more silly action set pieces mm-hmm. in our lives. And especially And Zack Snyder's delivering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially silly <laughs> action movies that aren't like <clears throat> adaptations of existing properties. Yeah, especially not butchering adaptations yeah. of existing properties. <laughs> like give us just some more dumb mm-hmm. action movies that are just completely original dumb mm-hmm. things. Let's talk about director's cuts that we didn't like. Um, I will go first. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably go first because all I have to say is I don't know. I haven't seen enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's fair. I okay. yeah, I was I was I need ca- to go get I think it was really more just like, are there any director's cuts where we were like, oh, no, the director was wrong. <laughs> and um, honestly, I can't think of any where I felt like it made the movie significantly worse. I've heard that said about Apocalypse Now. Oh, I've, yes, I've, I have too, I think. I've heard a few people say that the director's cut version of Apocalypse Now is uh, just a pointless film. Yeah, like like <laughs> like everything that's good about it is what made it to the final cut, and that yeah. that editor or whoever made those calls clearly knew what they were doing. Yeah, um, which is interesting. So to me, when I think about directors' cuts that kind of fail, a lot of the time I'm talking about the ones where it's like, did this change anything? Yeah. And, and that's kind of getting into, like, the marketing ploy that I was talking about. Mm. Um, like, does this actually affect the story? Um, or does this change my experience with the film? Does this change any of my opinions about the film? Or is it just a few tweaks, additional scenes, fluff that isn't that doesn't really need to be there? And they're just, like, throwing it out there. And I could be wrong about this because it has been a very long time since I've seen either version of this movie. But... As a kid, I remember enjoying the film Legend. There's unicorns, and there's cheesy fantasy stuff, and there's Tim Curry in a, a very confusing performance that I personally enjoy a lot. I think he's actually supposed to be Satan or something, right? I think so. Yeah. Prince of Darkness? Yeah, I think he's okay. Satan. Yeah, it's dope. Um, anyway, so I liked Legend growing up. And then when I was a teenager, I remember somebody was like, this is the director's cut of Legend. So we watched it. The director's cut of Legend is 25 minutes longer than the uh, movie that I remember seeing as a kid. I cannot tell you what's different. (laughs) I didn't even know there was a director's cut. It's 25 additional minutes. Um, I assume that like there were additional scenes but none of them stood out to me in a way where it's like, oh, yes, the story has fundamentally altered now. <laughs> um, so I would say to me, that's an example of where I'm not sure about the point of it. Yeah. Where it's like you just took 25 more minutes of my life for some reason. Yeah. And uh, nothing's different. I feel the same way about this as I did before. Oh, yeah. Mildly <laughs> enchanted and a little embarrassed. I... Uh... 
could not think of any because I guess I haven't seen enough. But I do vaguely remember someone telling me that the director's cut of Daredevil was trash. Or maybe the original was trash and the director's cut was the only one that was good. Yeah, I remember this. That was what they told you. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I decided to be like, what movie do I think doesn't need a director's cut? And I chose The Last Unicorn. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally the first thing that popped in my head when I was like, a director's cut that would be bad. And I was like, The Last Unicorn. So this wasn't supposed to be speculative. This was supposed to be one you'd seen. I know, but I haven't so seen So you just enough. picked a perfect film. All right, let's move on. Jensen, once again, has misunderstood the assignment. Gross. Jensen is weeping. Fluffles regaling us with Steamboat Willie. Um, Aaron's trying to get him Aaron's to settle. Aaron's trying to get him to calm down. <laughs> okay. Sorry, bud. You have to go back down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodbye, Fluffle. Bye, Fluffle. So now, the reason that we were talking about this in the first place. Death Stranding. It's getting a director's cut. Is this necessary? I'll go ahead and answer first. Yeah, because I'm just going to read it word for word what I wrote. <laughs> yeah, because Hideo Kojima clearly didn't have full control over this very weird game in which he was the director, producer, writer, and got to choose all the songs and put his friends in it. We need to see his real vision. <laughs> so I understand how the concept of a director's cut could translate to a video game in a very interesting way. I'm confused about its application to Death Stranding. I'm I'm less confused about its application to Ghost of Tsushima because that movie was meant or that that, that, game. that game was meant to be very cinematic. It was meant to feel like a movie in the first place. So I feel like having some director's cut elements would be kind of fun. And maybe it's even just a fancy term for some DLC, which I think would be adorable of them. Yeah. <laughs> so like... <laughs> well, we do know there is going to be a little additional, bit of DLC because there's an yeah. additional island. There's an additional island. Which, uh, like that, I think that's cool. I actually yeah. think the idea of using those kinds of film terms to describe DLC and to describe additional material... Uh, I think the idea of including things that were elements of the game that they cut for a reason that the director's like, no, this is a really important part of the game and they want to put it back in. I think that's interesting. Yeah. I still kind of just want to call it DLC, but um, I, I think it's cool. Yeah. And it makes sense for me with a project like Ghost of Tsushima. Death Stranding, what is going on? Like, I think I know what's going on. I do think it's kind of feeding back into that idea of a marketing ploy. Yeah. They want me to buy another copy of the game. That's what it is. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Jensen's so here for Jensen's it. got the biggest grin on her face. She's just like, take my money. Honestly, yes. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and go first. Sorry, Aaron. No, you're good. Um, Sorry, I just I, I just was trying to remember what Kanye said to Taylor Swift when he. I'm gonna let you, I will let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish, Aaron. I'm gonna let you finish. Said the man who's clearly never allowed anyone to finish. Yeah. Hey more, more ways than one. Hey uh, <laughs> but um, I I do feel like this was an answer to my specific wish. 
this is a birthday present to me. Because the only reason that makes you're the only weirdo who would have asked for this. The only reason that it (laughs) makes sense for them to put out a Death Stranding director's cut is that about a a year ago, I finished Death Stranding and I went, that was the funnest experience getting a platinum that I've ever had. I want to do it again. And then they're they're making a director's cut so that I can platinum (laughs) it again. I think that they've said there's going to be some new stuff. Honestly, if it's just the exact same game, but with a, a new trophy list, like, can we even be all the same trophies just on PS5? That's enough for me. Jensen even will be if the there's only not a person who will be happy yeah, with that. I will be the only person who's happy, and I fully understand that I am the only person who's happy about that, and I am okay with it. I am okay that... I'm okay if the game is exactly the same except on PS5 now and they're calling it a director's cut and there's nothing different and people are furious. I'll get that. I'll be like, I understand. And you'll just be the happiest You're right. That's really stupid. Why did they do that? But I'll be inside just grinning because I loved that game and I'm so excited to play it again. (laughs) And get all the trophies again. Not just be able to play it again, but be able to play it and get the trophies. Mm -hmm. Oh, snap. I can't wait. I am so excited. I'm I'm pre-ordering it. I'm going to play the crap out of it. I can't wait. This isn't a question on it, but maybe we should make we should each make one prediction about what's going to be What's going to be new? Different. Yeah. Uh, uh, can... we'll give it a minute. We'll give it a minute. Let's let Aaron okay. answer first. Okay, I'll let Aaron. <laughs> you were you were talk- I was ready. You were responding way too fast. You need to think about it. <laughs> so, all I wrote down was that wasn't even his final form. <laughs> Because it's the most anime-ass game, of course. (laughs) And knowing, knowing just, just anime, this one isn't going to be its final form either. (laughs) This is just Super Saiyan number two. two. (laughs) We haven't gotten to six yet. (laughs) I'll be so excited when they come out with the director's cuts. Director's cut. When are they going to come out with Zack Snyder's cut? <laughs> oh, man. I would play the crap out of that, too. Zack Snyder's director's so cut of Death Stranding. <laughs> I love Death Stranding, but you know, like, Zack Snyder's context would make more sense. Are we on the moon? It seems like we're on the moon. I'm just going to throw that in there. Okay, this, this these lines where they keep telling you over and over again that now that you have the weather station, you can uh. see where the chiral rain is going to happen. Let's just mm. cut out all of those except the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think he would. Let's not have every single character you've met up to this point call you to tell you how great it is that you've connected the weather station to the chiral network. You know, I think this could be the first time in history where Zack Snyder's involvement in a project might actually trim it down and make it more (laughs) streamlined. (laughs) He's like, this is too long, man. (laughs) Even for me, like, what? (laughs) Oh, man, I would totally play the crap out of that, though. And a strange twist, a very Hideo Kojima twist. Um, So I was trying to find on the internet if Death Stranding is the first video game to ever get a director's cut. Yeah. And several, several articles are saying, here, I'll quote this one. It's, this one is, this one is great. 
Don't call Death Stranding director's cut a director's cut, according to Hideo Kojima. (laughs) (laughs) So not only... (laughs) That is the most meta... Like, he is like, you could have called it anything you wanted. Didn't you choose the name? Didn't you choose the subtitle for this project? (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) predict one thing okay okay uh i think it's gonna be even weirder about women somehow (laughs) i believe it i think that the new content will literally just be a mask of hideo kojima's face you can put on over norman reedus's face that's the only new content oh really no 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 even though he's already inside you in the game One other thing. He's already in the game. When you're wearing the Hideo Kojima mask. When you're wearing the Hideo Kojima mask and you look at the baby inside your like your hideout, the baby has Hideo Kojima's face too. Everybody's face just turns to Hideo Kojima. And if you talk to the Hideo Kojima that's in the game while wearing the Hideo Kojima mask, he looks like Norman Reedus. That's the only new content. We are all Hideo Kojima. Hideo okay. Kojima is all of us. If you wear the Hideo Kojima mask, everyone in the game becomes Hideo Kojima except for Hideo Kojima, who is Norman Reedus. That's the I, only new content. There's I, nothing else. I can't top that. But all I can think of is what's Norman Reedus's character's name? Sam. He has. A solid clone and a liquid clone. (laughs) (laughs) And then it slowly just becomes Metal Gear Solid. (laughs) Next thing you like partway through the game, you're just like, wait, am I playing Metal Gear Solid now? When did that happen? Unfortunately, there might be some, uh, there might be some legal barriers to that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) yeah. Errands can't happen. <laughs> Come up with a new one. But like, in all, but like in all seriness, he's he's brilliant. He really he's is. Brilliant. I'm he's also really very strange. I am I am very curious to see what, if anything, happens here. Also, that guy is so weird. I I will I, I personally will play the crap out of Death Stranding director's cut. You know, apparently. That's not, not a director's, director's cut. cut. I'll play it as soon as it comes out, and hopefully I don't get distracted by anything. And then when I finish it, I'll report on what's different. And I'll tell you all about the the Hideo Kojima mask. That, that sounds really there. good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Please do. <laughs> Okay, now to move on from our discussion of director's cuts. Oh, what wrong you? Why scream you? Sorry, my my I and Neo uh, thing. It just um, it just they just they're sending me a thing. They're gonna finally send me my I and Neo and Neo, and they wanna 
They want to make sure that my address is correct. Oh, oh. <laughs> I totally know what that is. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> She's very excited. Oh, yeah, they're doing a Steam handheld device. Yes. Which sounds kind of like what you're getting, except that what you're Mine getting... Is a billion times better because it's a whole handheld computer, not just Steam. Ooh. You can play Epic Games on it. You can play GOG. You can... I assume you can even install uh, Illustrator and make, mm-hmm. you know, illustration stuff on there. Yeah. yeah. I it's might so end cool. up getting the, the Steam one. <laughs> If they release a version of it that has more storage space. Yeah. Because the specs that I saw for the one that they're putting out, I was like, so I can put one game on there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) But I'm sure they'll fix that because they have to see that that's not. That's not sustainable. No. Like, (laughs) you got it. Buddy. (laughs) That's, I know you meant to say something different. It's it's okay. Don't be embarrassed. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. She's so excited, you guys. I, I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't wait to get it. I've been waiting for so long. <laughs> Yay. Anyway. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so what game would you like a director's cut of? Or like that would you like to cut as a director? <clears throat> like if you could go in and assert your artistic vision over something, what do you think you'd have the most fun with? Oh, I, I misunderstood the assignment again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that your reading comprehension is very low when it came to this particular outline for I'm some reason. i change my answer. Yeah. Uh, well, Jensen's changing her answer. I'll give mine really quick. I chose Breath of the Wild specifically because although I liked Breath of the Wild a lot, um, it was one of those games that I felt like fell short of what I wanted it to be in some very specific ways. Mm. Um, And I think that if I had some creative control there with like what they were putting together, I I might be able to improve it in a few specific ways where I would like it more. Also, more Zelda. Yes. Lots more Zelda. (laughs) Way more Zelda. Way more Zelda. Way more Zelda. Mm -hmm. Where even was she? She fell down this thing, I think. She fell down a well. Something. And Lassie couldn't find Link to let him know. <laughs> she, like, I don't know. She had some flashbacky <laughs> scenes, but it was like, come on. We need more Zelda. Um, yeah. So that was my answer. Anyway, Aaron, what's yours? Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay. I would make my own version of the Thief reboot. Mm-hmm. And I would make it more true or truer to the originals. Um, I would take out all of the repetitive dialogue and <laughs> <laughs> all of the nudity and <laughs> the yeah. I would. I just I don't all know, the I, stuff where they were like, "We're gonna be gamey." <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna be triple yeah. A edgy because it did kind of. A lot of them came out during that time, like Ratchet and Clank, when yeah. it was like, "Let's be edgy," right? Because because we came. We think the only people who play these games are little boys, <laughs> and they're not even particularly uh, sensitive or intelligent <clears throat> little boys. Yeah. They're just like your average bottom of the barrel. Uh, like the little boys, cheese and crackers smeared all over yeah. his face. The little boys who 
the way that they play at recess is they have a truck in one hand and they go <laughs> and then they slam it into other people and everything around them and the entire recess until no until until um three or four students complain to the teacher and the teacher finally gets sick of it and then goes over to him and is like okay you need to spend the rest of recess inside and then he starts crying yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, that's what they think was playing those games. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also, I would set it in the Middle Ages instead of Victorian steampunk mm. because that's what I loved about the first Thief games is it was the Middle Ages. Yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, yeah, I would just, I don't know. I like Plague it. Tail it up. Yeah, I like it for the Ooh. most part, but are there are actually a lot of things I would rehaul now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Just make it more thief. I like it, yeah. but actually I'd change a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are the best games, actually. The ones where you're like, it's great. Here's everything I want to do differently. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> well, now that I understand the assignment, I would obviously do Mass Effect Trilogy. I mean, what else was I going to choose? <laughs> um, I love those games so much, but I do have thoughts. And I do have some things that I'd love to change. There's certain, like, like there's choices that you make in the first game that I wish had consequences in later games, and there's characters that I wish would come back. Like, one of them, there's a reporter that you meet. Uh, I think her name is Emma Wong. I think so. You meet her in the first game. And she never appears again. She sends you an email in the second game and then she's just gone. And I really, I felt like there could have been some fun stuff with her. So like that. And also the third game, I I hate the, the style that they did. They started doing this with all of the Bioware games where you would, like I miss the cutscene aspect of conversations with people where you'd start up a conversation with, in the first game, you start up a conversation with anyone and it immediately goes into like, a scene and it like shows your character talking with them whereas in the third game you talk to someone and most of the time the camera stays pulled back and you just watch them talking and sometimes you can rotate the camera around them but you can't like move and you can't do anything there's no point to having it like that Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. I wish it would just go into cutscene mode like it does. Like a true director, you're actually second. thinking about camera angles. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, how it does in the first and second game, I would do that. I, mm-hmm. I, I loved those. And then um, there's just like certain story elements that I feel like I would change or add, or, like add more choices in certain areas. I'd have more Paragon and Renegade actions like where you pull the trigger to like do stuff in the second game they had that a lot third game they have a little bit but i would improve it Mm. also i would put in the uh neutral options in the third game i don't like the third game how it's just paragon or renegade choices all the time it really i feel like it limits the kind of um scope that you can have in shaping your character like by that point your character is pretty well shaped because you've been playing this game for you know hundreds of hours and now you're playing as the same character and they're pretty well shaped but it's like two extremes and you can't ever choose anything in the middle like rarely you can every once in a while you get the option to but like almost never and so i wish i could put that in there i would also obviously make it like 30 percent more gay like (laughs) (laughs) tally would be romanceable as female shepherd jack would be romanceable by anyone like Caden would be romanceable, my male shepherd, from the very beginning. Just 
way gayer all the way across <laughs> miranda also i want to romance miranda as a female shepherd i just i just want to <laughs> Do you feel like maybe they didn't want to make Miranda romanceable by female shepherd because they looked at Miranda and they were like, we don't want to play into that stereotype. Probably. That's stupid. (laughs) I don't know. I like Miranda. (laughs) Romancing her is really, really fun. Um, Also, I would change default shepherd's face. Default male shepherd's face. Default female shepherd is great. Default male shepherd Maybe I would just give him hair. His face is fine. I think I would just give him hair. I don't like that he's like a baby bald head guy. I think I would just give him some hair. I guess I've never really looked at him because I can't picture him in my mind. Like, I know what Femme Shepherd looks like. Yeah. Everyone knows what Femme Shepherd looks like. Male Shepherd, he just has like a baby bald head. And, um, let's see, default male shepherd. Yeah, you're going to need to show me a picture. I literally can't picture him. I just give him slightly longer hair. That's because the uh, the, um, oh, the male model okay. that they used, he has a shaved head. I even know that model, but I couldn't yeah. think of him. But I, I would have given him hair. Um, <laughs> it's the one thing. Like, it's the main reason why I've never played as default male shepherd. Like, I do play as male shepherd a lot because I romance Tally. I romance Miranda. I romance Jack. But I you just to, create your own shepherd. But I create my own shepherd every time, even though I do like male shepherd's face because I don't like male shepherd's hair. I'm probably going to cut a lot of this because own. you talk about Mass Effect a lot. I do. <laughs> I'll stop, though. That's all I wanted to say. 30% more gay. Add in more camera <clears throat> angles and stuff during conversations and give shepherd hair. Yeah. Those are the main bullet points. That improves the game already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right and our last topic is just just to paint us a word picture of your gaming area uh so i'll go first i usually play in my bedroom um i have a very long weird shaped room <laughs> it's uh and um you come in the door and it's just this big old rectangle um and at the far end of the room there's my bed and it's right in front of the TV and I have my game systems all set up there. I typically sit on my bed when I game. I do have other options. Like there's a seat right there I could use if I wanted to. There's room for a gaming chair. I know it's bad for my back. I don't care. <laughs> I like to just sit cross-legged on my bed and play the game. I just It just makes me happy. Um, and then I also have my PS4 set up in the entertainment room right now um, because I occasionally like to play PS4. And it's fun because then we can stream PS5 to yeah. the PS4 in there and Ooh. play with the roommates. Yeah, our roommates occasionally like to watch uh, certain games. They and watched me beat Resident Evil Village last night. They watched yeah, and there was Resident so Evil much Village. lag that I thought I was oh. not going to be able to beat the final boss. Uh, oh <laughs> but no. then it fixed itself. They okay. also had <laughs> I did die just a whale of a time watching Jensen play Octodad the oh, other day. Oh, man. <laughs> that was great. We beat the whole game. Really? And did you know you can play it four player where each person controls a different limb? What? And we're definitely doing that. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to do that. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. Yeah, that'll be fun. So I didn't realize that. But anyway, in the entertainment room, we have an 85 inch TV. This it's too big. Was a mistake. <laughs> yes, it was a mistake. That it was TV a mistake. Is too big. But it's but it's a mistake that we can't do anything about now because it's there. It's and there. It's, and it's never going to move. It's never moving. It was so hard to get it up there. Oh, like we put it on the wall. It took hours. Oh, God. There it were, took four of us lifting it. <laughs> there were many moments when I was like, 
lying underneath the TV as it was about to crush me. And just thinking to myself, this was a mistake. Also, 75 inches is pretty big. This is how I die. Yeah. There were were a couple times where we were looking at the TV and I was thinking, this is how we die. We drop this TV on ourselves and we die. Like we we could have so big. We easily could have gone with a smaller TV and it would have been just as good. Why did we get this one? I don't know. I think it's just that we saw it in the store and we thought I could get that. And yeah. then we did. And we did. And it was so big we had to go and borrow a truck from a neighbor. Like a, there, a, it was like a, a trailer. A trailer. A trailer from a neighbor so that we could take it home because it didn't fit it in didn't any, fit any car. Cars. Oh my not, not a single car Way that we big. had access to. It didn't fit in any of them. It didn't even fit in the truck. Like, we had to get this trailer. Yeah, we had to borrow a trailer, and then we had to strap it inside the trailer so that it wouldn't fall over, because it couldn't go on its side. You couldn't lay it down. It had to be upright. Anyway, (laughs) this this was a mistake. (laughs) Um, But that having been said, I do love it. Oh, yeah, it's gorgeous. It was very stupid to buy this. <laughs> very stupid, but it has made TV and gaming very fun. But it is really fun because it's huge. Frasier like, looks great on 85 inches. I am, <laughs> like, Frasier is as tall as I am. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> we just kind of have ourselves a good old time on this big old TV. And so sometimes it's fun to play games on that TV. Because, you know, it just really feels like the one reborn is is right there oh, in the gosh. sky above your head. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's my nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that's my gaming game. That, that was fantastic. <laughs> so uh, my gaming area is pretty much all in the basement, which has brought me full circle as a gamer because this was my grandparents' condo. And this is where I grew up playing NES and Super Nintendo in the basement. And now <laughs> so, you live here. And now I live here. Yeah. And now we, we live here. In the basement. Yes. <laughs> um, so there's a gaming computer and four of Zach's guitars as well as a bass on one side of the room. Um, and the console's an entertainment center. I can't remember how big our TV is. It's like 60-something inches. I don't remember. It's a very respectable size. Yeah, it's, it's a good a, size. It's, a, it's, it's as size. big as it needs to be. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good size TV. Yeah. It doesn't look like it would, you know, fall Eat on you child. and crush you to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very nice TV. Um, so, yeah, those are in the middle of the room. Um in front of our electronically reclining love seat and most of the time i'm just hanging out there with fluffle uh, we have like a play stand on the side table so he can like access his food and water when he wants to but most of the time he's just like preening on my shoulder or <laughs> napping on my collarbone and it's Aww. adorable it really is it's so bird. cute i know and bird love mom <laughs> <laughs> and so above the TV. Sorry, I'm I'm really just telling you about the whole room. <laughs> it's dedicated, okay? It's a dedicated space. Mm-hmm. Um, so above the TV, we hung a life-size replica, replica, <laughs> replica <laughs> of Cloud Sword and the Halo Energy Sword. And then well, I'm not it- sure if that sword is life-size. <laughs> Cloud sword. <laughs> Cloud sword. The Buster it's, sword is longer than him. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty heavy. I won't say. Well, it. I mean, it's not like Final it's Fantasy life size, but it's 
a normal size. It's the it's size like, you'd actually want yeah, to wield. Yeah, it's the size yeah. you actually want to wield, but it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a reasonable version. Yeah, it's heavy it's, enough. It's reasonable. <laughs> it's very heavy because it also comes apart like the one in um, Advent Children. Cool. Um, yeah, anyway, and so between the two swords, we have... Sorry, cut out my paws. <laughs> okay, so the Majora's Mask that Zack's brother one day just decided, I'm going to make this. And so he did. <laughs> that mask is cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And a shield-shaped Zelda clock and a framed Tron cycle laser cut in wood. <laughs> and then on the other side of the room, almost done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a display case that features all of our amiibo and which are we have we had all of the Zelda amiibo but then they released more so technically we don't have all of them whatever but it's a ton <laughs> <laughs> and we have some pop vinyl figures and our giant cloud with his motorcycle oh that thing is so cool yeah <sighs> so that's that was like a reason to get that that special edition. Mm. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so jealous. Um, as for me, um, in my room, my room's weirdly shaped because it was not a room. We created it. Mm -hmm. It was a... It's a very weird shape. Yeah. It, it's... Um, it was just like a section of the basement that I was like, I envision a wall being here. So we built a wall. Mm -hmm. And... Because of the way it's shaped, it kind of has this little nook. And I have my TV inside that nook and all my game systems. And then I have a couch across from it. And so I have just this perfect little gaming nook. It's so cozy. And it's it's so nice. And I also have my bed across from the TV. So if I get really tired and I just want to like, I just want to run around and get collectibles and slowly fall asleep, then I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> And then I have my piggy cat with me, and he is warm and sweet. And I have a fan pointed directly at me um, as I play because it is hot as Haystrom right now it's in Utah. Hot, yeah, mm -hmm. and it's fantastic. I, yeah. Oh, and I have all my systems set up right now. They're not plugged into the TV because I just moved around all the furniture in my room and I had to unplug them all for a bit. Um, but normally they're all plugged in and I have the discs of whatever games I'm playing the most on each system in the system at the time. So I can just quickly shift over to it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yay! Gaming spaces. <laughs> he's really trying to sing that Steamboat Willie. Yeah. He really, yeah. he's, he's, he's just doesn't so quite good. have it. He's, it's he's, so cute. He's trying to <laughs> he's so close he's such a sweetie pie <laughs> just needs more practice yeah. <laughs> so what non-video game thing are you currently obsessed with uh, I'm going to go first because Jensen actually took mine but I'm going to let her talk about it yeah. uh, the other <laughs> thing besides what Jensen's going to talk about is I watched an irresponsible amount of Letterkenny <laughs> Letterkenny's the best it's pretty good you guys Letterkenny's it's real fun it's uh pretty irreverent uh i really like it yeah canada has hicks too and 
they are funnier They're better than our hicks yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's real good also apparently there was some kind of an article i don't i think it was just a rumor but my roommates brought it up i guess um the actor who plays wayne in letter kenny is uh being looked at for wolverine which would be awesome except that he's very tall yeah i kind of like the idea of a canadian playing wolverine Mm -hmm. i think it would make more sense for it to be an indigenous canadian actor yeah because that is more in keeping with wolverine's suggested backstory yeah um but i think that this guy has the right energy (laughs) that having been said he does have he's very like he's a he's a very positive character on lenny letter kenny like his philosophies and his outlook and his contribution to society pretty positive he seems real angry all the time (laughs) (laughs) like it's it's this whole it's the whole contradiction of his character it's very charming he's great is that he has this like if he's not really Wolverine, angry he energy. Someone in there though, <laughs> he should definitely be. He is really he, tall though. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he is very tall. <laughs> tall dude. Well, yeah, tall's yeah, yeah. relative to Aaron. She, whenever I mention <laughs> somebody, <laughs> you're right. It's true. I've noticed this. So whenever I mention somebody's tall in front of Aaron, she always has this look on her face, like sure, <laughs> sure, Jan. <laughs> no, it's just more like how tall. <laughs> I still think six three is tall, but Zach's like that's not tall, and I'm like, well, not to you. <laughs> to a normal person, yes. <laughs> not when you are seven inches higher than people who are six three. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole head taller than yeah. people who are six three yeah <laughs> just about i'm pretty close okay, i don't think wayne is quite that tall i think he's like yeah. six three. i think he's like six uh, three. Yeah. <laughs> so tall so, yeah, pretty so tall. normal tall normal tall just normal tall person <laughs> oh man oh gosh well i Should I go next? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So one of the reasons I haven't been playing as many video games as I should be is because of The Mentalist. (laughs) Oh, man. You guys. It happens. I liked it when I first started it. I was like, oh, yeah, this will be entertaining. Um, I freaking love it now. It's amazing. Yeah. I love his character so much. (laughs) Like, he is so scary sometimes, but, like... But I love it because so I thought it was going to be one of those shows where it's like, oh, he's pretending to be a psychic so he can work for the police. No, he's very upfront. He's like, there's no such thing as psychics, guys, because uh-huh, okay. <laughs> he used to be he used to be like one of those evangelical shysters. psychics, um, like, shysters. yeah, shysters taking people's money, pretending yeah. to communicate with their loved ones who it's passed a on villain oh, story. At that's heart. Fun. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yes. But also, so he works with the California Bureau of Investigation because his wife and child were murdered by a serial killer. So oh. he's trying to find this guy. And he is very upfront about it. He's like, just so you know, when we find this guy, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I just want you to be prepared for that because I am straight up going to kill this guy. <laughs> yeah, he, definitely, he definitely takes this attitude of, listen, I really think it's important, full disclosure, that you guys understand, I don't really care about the law. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I have reformed and I'm no longer, like, harming people, uh-huh. but the law is also harm sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's all relative. Yeah. I'm going to kill him. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, it's great because... You know, he has that scary side to him where he's like straight up like, yeah, I'm going to murder this dude. But then also he 
just loves to mess with people because he can, mm -hmm. because he knows how to read people and he knows how to manipulate people into doing what he wants them to do. And like he can hypnotize people if he needs to. Mm -hmm. And just basically he, I mean, he can't read your mind basically. <laughs> like yeah. not for, really, but for all pretty intents much. and purposes, he's pretty good at knowing what you're thinking. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of an interesting show. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. And he's a really funny character and also really sweet with kids. So like seeing that clash with his side that thirsts for revenge, it's like, <laughs> who is this guy? It's been a it's been a very long time <laughs> since I watched any of it, mm -hmm. but I seem to remember thinking that they don't really give psychics any leeway at all, which um, I appreciate. Yeah. Because I don't think they need it. Yeah. I don't yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> screw them. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing that I really like about it is usually with those kinds of shows. I don't know. Did I say this stuff already last time? <laughs> I think you brought up the Mentalist last time. Yeah. I, think I know. I but last talked time, but about I... the Mentalist, but I don't know. I don't know if, if you talked. About I don't mentioned any of the specifics. How... We listened to that episode literally two days ago. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I Same. can't remember. I can't remember either. What? So if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. <laughs> but I really appreciate that the people who are working with him basically give him a very short leash because they're like, yeah, he solves crimes. Like, go for it. You know, unlike Castle, where even though he's constantly right, they're like, no, you can't do this. And it's like, how many times has he saved your butts <laughs> and solved these crimes? Let him do his thing. After a while, the contrivance is just like... It's like, haven't you guys learned by now? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it's, like, listen, it's very refreshing. No one actually thinks that you're less qualified than the police. Yeah. yeah. And I do mean that as a dig against the police. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, I guess that's a pretty good segue into mine. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, actually, on that note. So uh, I've been listening a lot to a, a podcast called Behind the Bastards. And it's just talking about terrible people throughout history. And it's uh, hosted by Robert Evans, who he was, I think he still is a journalist, but I don't think he does it as much because he's doing mostly podcasting. But he's a journalist and he's... He used to work for Cracked, and he's covered all kinds of, like, things, traveled all over the world. Didn't you say you knew something more about his job? It probably doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Really it doesn't matter. matter. You can look um, him up. He's a really interesting dude. He's an interesting dude. He also writes uh, pretty well. Yeah. I just finished reading his novel, and it was great. Yeah. It's called After the Revolution, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, he reads yeah. his novel for a couple episodes of the podcast, too. Mm -hmm. uh, but they just, he just, like, researches these terrible people through history. He invites one of his friends over, usually a comedian, but not always. Um, and then he tells them about the person. And it's just really entertaining because they're they're all quite funny. And they're talking about these things that are terrible and, you know, making it like trying to keep it lighthearted while talking about it's kind of got a little bit of the my favorite murder type of humor where it's like, you sh probably shouldn't go into it thinking that this is going to be light no like it is like it is a comedy podcast and these are comedians and these most are comedians but they are talking about horrible things yeah and the comedy elements are a cope like for example <laughs> there's 
there's like running jokes that he's he invites certain people on for certain types of anime episodes like uh billy wayne he always invites him over for talking about bastard doctors who've like done terrible things and mm, then <laughs> poor sophia alexandra he always <laughs> invites her over whenever they talk about dead babies yeah Whenever, it's whenever something lots about, of babies died, whenever lots Sophia of babies died, there. he's like, I'm going to invite this particular, like he, like he, and she's like, please, please, Robert, stop inviting me for the dead baby episodes. <laughs> and he's like, but that's your thing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. it's. <laughs> and there was one where he like tricked her because it was a two parter. And the first part he was like. He's like, there are no dead babies in this. And she's like, oh, great. And then he gets the second part. He's like, now are the dead babies. No. The dead babies are in the second part. Oh. And she's like, Robert, why? <laughs> and he's amazing. Oh it's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, they, he just he just talks to, like, tells these, these people's, like, history. And you just learn about them. And it's really, really fascinating. I've listened to so many things. I've learned about so many horrible people. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> It's just, it's, I I really like it. I especially like to just have it on in the background while I'm just like, you know, doing side quests or like, you know, playing something where I'm just kind of relaxing. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I, I'm simultaneously relaxing and making myself more tense hearing about this bastard. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just how I roll, I guess. It's going to be real hard to trust um, doctors, politicians. I already didn't. I mean, I already don't trust anybody really in the future. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Most people may not know this about me, but I'm pretty jaded. (laughs) It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't seem like it. But I am the happiest person in the world. Yeah. But I I feel like I rarely tell you about something unpleasant where you're not just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like I know like, the yeah, world is a nightmare that sounds about right yeah. the world sucks people are the worst yeah. Aaron's smiling <laughs> everything sucks it's pretty bad this yeah. world is terrible <laughs> oh my gosh anyway so what are we playing next what we're gonna play next is gonna be birthday games well you're oh, yeah yeah I mean, first we have to say what we're actually planning yeah. to play next, but then you need to assign it to mm. it. Yes. yes. Uh, I'll go first. I have no immediate plans to play anything new. I think I'm just going to work on my backlog. I'm lot work. I'm playing a lot of really great games right now. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Um. Okay. So there's a there are a few games coming out, and I'm kind of stressing because I'm like, there will there be enough time to play them all, and also <laughs> will I have enough money? <laughs> <laughs> um. But okay. So. Ghost of Tsushima. It, so they say it's a director's cut. So it's a full re-release of the game on PS4 and PS5 with like pumped up graphics for the PS5 version. And I think the PS4 version mm-hmm. and an extra island. Oh, okay. So it is a full another game. And yeah. Presumably a full another trophy list even on PS4. But it's also on PS5. I'm going to get it on PS5 oh, because I specifically remember one of the first things I thought when I got my ps5 was i want to play ghost of tsushima on the ps5 but made for the ps5 mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah because that game like, is that, already gorgeous yeah that game is already <laughs> stunning on ps4 yeah. and i know they like enhanced it but i was like it's still the ps4 version though i want a ps5 version. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah <laughs> I'm really excited. so yeah i don't i don't intend to play 
the whole game again yet. Um, I am really interested and excited in this extra island mm -hmm. and these animal sanctuaries you get to visit and pet animals. <laughs> they were like, you liked pet petting the, the, the foxes fox? so much. And Here's the more. Wolves. Here's a bunch more animals yes. to pet. And we're like, yay, yay. You just make a game where we just pet animals. A game yes. where you go to the zoo. <laughs> you go to the zoo and animals escape, but... You just get to meet them <laughs> and hang out with them. It's a good That's thing it. that That's they escape. The whole game. You liberate them from the zoo. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, the medium is going to be released on PD well, PDF. PS5. <laughs> in PDF. That's my in favorite. PDF form. That is my favorite it's pregnancy be 7, thing. 7,000 pages. <laughs> oh, I have I have a better one. Oh no! Do you? I, I do. <laughs> is okay. This it? Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna f fit an embarrassing moment into this slash pregnancy brain moment. I totally forgot that we used to open that. Room. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we suck. I I was I was um, telling my family that Zach hadn't seen Encino Man, but instead of saying Encino Man, I said Emphysema Man. And it took me a minute. I was like, wait, what did I just say? <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the medium. <laughs> and the month after that is Lost Judgment, the mm -hmm. sequel to Judgment. And yeah. oh my gosh, I'm so excited. In the sequel, I thought it was just the PS5 version. No, it's a sequel. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Straight up sequel. <laughs> I am so stoked. I still need to play that. It's like yeah. Yakuza, but uh, a lawyer. It is I so know. good. I, I feel like I need to finish Yakuza 0 before I can play Last Judgment at this point, because I'm already like halfway through Yakuza yeah. 0. Probably. I might as well just finish it. <laughs> so what are your Probably assignments should. for us? Oh, wait, wait. First, I have to talk wait. about what I'm going to play. Oh, okay. Wait. Oh, yeah. I'm finally going to explain my mysterious book. book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I had Jensen and I also bring over a copy of Demon Souls. Oh, yeah. And I have plans for this. So I want to do um, a playthrough on our channel of Demon Souls. And at the same time that I'm getting good at Demon Souls, I'm going to get good at violin. <laughs> so <laughs> every time that I die during my playthrough is one measure of one of the box sonatas and partitas oh gosh, that I so need to relearn. Oh my gosh, that is such an efficient way to wow. learn how to play that song. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't play violin as much as I used to and I find myself watching two set violin and they play every once in a while and I'm like, I'm garbage. Like, why do I even try? Like, <laughs> You don't practice 40 but hours a day. I don't practice 40 hours a day. I'm not a lingling. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, basically, so these sonatas and partitas that Bach wrote for the violin are unaccompanied. So they are ridiculous. Um, so many notes. There are almost no rests because it's unaccompanied so you're pretty much playing the entire time <laughs> and it's it's I don't, oh my gosh you guys it's so ridiculous I'm so excited to see how this goes I know <laughs> I am really nervous because <laughs> these are not easy 
Um, but just don't uh, die and you'll be <laughs> exactly you won't have to play it. It'll, it'll make die. me get good at demon souls. <laughs> you just really won't want to have to play. Them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, eventually. And I say relearn these because like I said, since I don't play every single day, I've lost them pretty much. I can kind of pick them up, but not really. Yeah. Let me know when you need a summons for demons. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. oh I absolutely. will. Absolutely. I will. I'd love to help you too. Yeah. And I um, mean, you're borrowing my <laughs> copy, but I have a copy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Truth. 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 I'll borrow Elsa's copy and then she won't be able to help you. <laughs> well, she just need something. help from one of us can, at a time. Yes. I'll just buy another can, copy. <laughs> <laughs> can take turns or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my goal is to work back up to the Chacon, which is basically violinist gymnastics. Like, it's not on the level of Paganini, but it is still effing hard. <laughs> like, okay, so Jensen and Elsa. Supposedly sold his soul to the devil. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and possibly um, surgically extended his pinky or was just born with a longer pinky. Oh, We're not sure yeah. which one. Either way, what a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weirdo. <laughs> and Jensen and Elsa can both read music, so they can take a look at this beast, oh! which is possibly six pages i actually can't read music i can (laughs) well jensen can tell (laughs) yeah um i'll I'll just say you can look at the sheer chaos on the page and appreciate Mm. it i can't read Mm -hmm. music but i think even if i could i still wouldn't know what was happening (laughs) (laughs) i've never learned how to read music i just am good at mimicking Mm. so that's all you need (laughs) yeah it's it's um can you even possibly I, I think I'd struggle to to try to mimic this on a piano. Oh yeah. And it's a it's a violin. Yeah. It's it's a violin, <laughs> you guys. There are several quadruple stops, which is basically chords in violin language. Yeah. And <laughs> mm. on the violin that is insanely insane. hard because yeah. if your fingers are not in exactly the right position it will be out of tune and it will sound horrible so yeah, that is crazy. i don't know what i'm doing but <laughs> i announced it on the podcast so that i can't back down good job <laughs> we're gonna hold you Aaron. accountable <laughs> also that piece is like 12 minutes long oh man i don't think i'll play the whole thing but <laughs> <laughs> Every time you die, maybe you have to you'll be really things. good at Demon Souls. Yeah, you'll maybe. Learn it. <laughs> <laughs> really good at Souls. We'll see. We'll see. You're bound to get good at one of them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I guess it's me next. Birthday assignments. Mm. First, though, what am I playing next? Oh, yes. Right. What monton of games? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to work on my backlog more, obviously. I've been trying to catch up with that generally. But I'm really excited for Hades. Mm-hmm. It Yay! comes out the day after my birthday, but since I pre-ordered it, it'll be playable on my birthday, and I'm really, really looking forward to mm-hmm. it. So, and now birthday games. I have assigned. I'm uh, going to do Lainey's first since she's not here, and I'll tell her when she gets home. I want her to play Concrete Genie. Ooh. Can she play that on her Switch? Um, I don't know. Because you should assign her a game that she can play on her Switch, because she's getting a Switch. You're right. Yeah. I bought her a Switch. 
<laughs> I told her wow. that if I had a job by the time she got home, I would buy her a Switch. <laughs> I bought it to her, but I'm going to lie and pretend that I didn't get it for her uh, so that she'll get really mad at me. And I'm going to be like, we're going to go to GameStop and see if we can buy one. Hopefully they'll have them in stock. And then I'll be in the trunk of my car. <laughs> nice. She's going to drive to GameStop. I'm going to go to GameStop first. And then she'll so be like, true. why do we drive here? And I'll be like, I like GameStop. <laughs> Because we're going to buy games. more games. Also, uh. she probably will want more games. I only got her Skyrim and Breath of the Wild. She's probably going to want some other ones. Yeah. But, um, okay, so Concrete Genie is subject to change, possibly. But I still kind of think that I, that she would really like that one. I think she'd one. like it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very fun game. It's pretty cute. It's very cute. Yeah. And then Elsa, I want you to play The Surge. Ooh. Mm-hmm. This is a good choice for me. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I will have fun with that. Yes. And then Aaron. I distinctly remember as a child watching you, wait, no, hanging out with you, watching your brother play Hitman. Have you played any of the new Hitman oh, games? I have not, but it came with our PlayStation 5. I would like you to play Hitman. <gasps> okay. And it's Hitman 3, right? <laughs> yes. That has, I'm pretty sure that has remastered versions of the Hitman 1 levels too. Mm. Um, I, I really, you can play any levels you want, but I just got to say that uh hitman one has like i that's that's some of my favorite levels mm-hmm. are in that one Sweet. i absolutely love the one in um what's it called is it marrakesh or morocco it starts with an m <laughs> that place mm-hmm. that place is great <laughs> for a place that starts with m yes but i want you to play <laughs> hitman choose any levels you want i would probably go in order because it makes sense yeah but they're so good I started him a little while ago and I was like, this game is fantastic. And if Erin hasn't already played it, she (laughs) needs to play it because it's definitely her kind of game. I don't think it's terribly bloody. So I don't think you need to worry about that. It's, you know. It's kind of comical. (laughs) It's very silly. Like, it's surprisingly silly in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what makes it so fun. Yeah. (laughs) So yay, Surge, Hitman, and then Concrete Genie probably for Lainey. The game. It hath been done. It hath been, it done. Hath been assigned. <laughs> well, what's the princess up to today? I don't know, Aaron. You you know what the princess is up to? Why is she? Where is she? Um, I think she went swimming because it is insanely hot. So, so hot. she's not here right now. Um, <laughs> those of us without central air are suffering. Oh, yeah. you don't have AC? No. no. Oh gosh, I'm we so sorry. Are... Oh. I live in a very old house that I'm trying to slowly uh, fix up. That's oh. why I have that fan pointed directly at me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't blame you. My room doesn't get any of the, the cold air that we do get from mm. the swamp cooler, though. Mm-hmm. So, like... Yeah, our upstairs is awful. We are sleeping in the basement currently. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, the princess is... Uh... Right to be in the pool then. Yes. Yes, yeah. she is. But she might be here next time. I keep telling her and telling her to put it in her calendar, but she's a princess, she'll, so she'll do what she wants. I wish I could do what I want. All right. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Your hopes, your dreams, your loves and fears. 
message us at Princess in Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or check out our YouTube channel, Princess in Another Video. You can also email us at princessinanotherpodcast at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. Take good care of your gamer hearts and souls.